This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Extra, 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 extra. Read all about it. Philip Morris. I, think I remember actually hearing that live when they used to do it on television. <laughs> I have no TV. idea what you're talking about. You don't know what that is? Oh my, are we ripping? Yeah, we're, we're ripping and rolling. Uh, well, I will explain in a second. Um, howdy, howdy, howdy. It's Tuesday, the uh, 3rd of January, our first uh, uh, podcast of the new year, 2023. Uh, podcast number 517. It's only me, it's only the Kimmer, uh, with uh, Pete Davis, sidekick, producer, and sports rack on tour extraordinaire. And the mechanical mangler at the controls flounder at El Condo flounder with the, the podcat Lucas uh, running around up in the windows or something. Um, I mentioned, um, what did you what did you say that led me to say fill up more race? Extra. Oh, uh, we, we, were, we were doing a mic check and uh, what's it, did you say extra, extra or read all about it and then I said fill up more race and I asked you if you have heard you had no idea what I'm talking about. Well, if you're of a certain age, which I guess should be over 60, <laughs> Uh, back in the day, there was a little a little uh, bell cap boy or child. I guess maybe I don't know if it was a midget or, or a little boy, but I think it was a little boy. And he wore one of those little bellman hats they used to wear in the 1940s and 50s at hotels and stuff. And he would sell cigarettes. And he would go, Philip Morris, Philip Morris. And they were a brand of Philip Morris cigarettes. And, oh. just, and it was a famous TV act because of the way he shouted it. <laughs> yeah, boy, we got, like I say, we got the new show now in the new year. <laughs> 1940s trivia. <laughs> The new, the new trend in the new show for the Any new Andrew podcast. Any Andrew sisters anecdotes you want to share? <laughs> this or? is really going to put us in. I was going to do a little Tennessee Ernie Ford singing. Can we play some Chattanooga choo-choo tons. for What do you get? Another oh, day older. Hey, never that's mind. 50s. That, uh, I could be. Anyway, um, hiya, hiya. It's uh, uh, the new year, and oh, my God. All right, now. Uh, we have a billion things we're, we're doing, for the record, at least for a while, we're, you know, we're not locked into anything, but we are, uh, for a while, we're going to be doing two shows a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, a little longer versions, um, and we'll see what happens, and, uh, you know, we'll take it from there. Okay. Uh, also, again, we really appreciate your. I've got a couple thank you notes, and I'll do a little bit here just to kind of set the stage. Uh, I got a couple thank yous, got a couple weird things, got a story of a bad day on this day in history. Uh, we'll talk about uh, our worldwide listeners. Uh, we'll do the uh, update on the uh, Facebook uh, sausage and egg and biscuit casserole disaster. Uh, I got a whole bunch of st- stuff in sports. We'll do an update on the NFL guy with a big hit in the NFL last night as we speak. It's Tuesday. This was last night, Monday Night Football, that almost killed him as we speak. Anyways, in the hospital in a, in a doctor-induced coma. We'll also talk about the other big story of the day is the murder case from in Idaho. And did you know that when he and his father were driving back, he got pulled over twice? Yeah. 
And the cops didn't either didn't know there was a no. lookout for a white Isuzu or at that time because it hadn't been broadcast. So if the police had known that at the time, it would have been. Well, anyway, it reminds me of the Zodiac Killer case, which I saw. And I'll talk about that, too, in a second here. But anyway, so we'll talk about a couple of major, major, major news stories. Also, a whole crap little stuff in sports. We'll talk about the Peach Bowl. I got a real problem with the way the announcers handled the Rose Bowl, making fun of Utah for getting creamed and then realizing their mistake. Also, uh, 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 Kirk Herbstreet uh, uh, reacting to the USC fingernail guy. Have you heard about that? We'll talk about that in sports. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh, Pete sports things as well. Again, we got them written down here, a million things with sports. Uh, we'll talk about um, oh, a whole bunch of Twitter things uh, and some reacting. And I notice a whole big difference in what's being seen on Twitter these days uh, from the conservative side. Anyway, kind of a thing. Also, uh, exactly what is the middle class? Elon Musk's favorite tweets. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Martina Navratilova. You're going to hear a voice from the past and also an update on her these days. Um, so uh, a, a story about Elon Musk's two-year-old, who is already smarter than I'll ever be, uh, comparing the West Wing uh, 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 press secretary to the one we have now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we'll talk about that. Also, do you want to do the, the question of uh, a couple of, you know, year-end uh, uh, questions are going around, such as if you could have dinner with uh, one of three people, or uh, three people, one from the field of sports, one from the field of music, one from the field of politics, who would they be? Dead or alive? Yep. Uh, dead or alive. Also, uh, an update on Jeremy Renner. I need a pointer. The uh, 1883 show. Did you, is that the one you guys were watching? 1883, the the up or the uh, pre no, that's the prequel to Yellowstone, the prequel to isn't Yellowstone. it? Okay, we'll talk about that. Also, the Trump taxes. Uh, and the, uh, uh, some idiot thinks Atlanta's still a beacon to the world for all the wonderfulness we have in Atlanta as the show city for uh, the world. Um, also, uh, legislature is thinking about sports betting. Looks like it's going to happen in Georgia. We'll ask what do you think about that. Uh, and um, let's see, Art McDanley uh, passed away at the age of 97. Who? He, Art McDanley. You didn't know that he's uh, he was a former referee and then took over all the NFL stuff uh, referees for you you never heard of Art McNally my god nope. man 97 years old yes your hands in the air there Jason says so far this is the best Kimmer show I've seen all year <laughs> well that's it for us everybody good night thanks for your support <laughs> Lana loves Jesus says happy new year God's watching <laughs> So let that be a lesson. Well, we got some more sport. We'll do some more sport. Also, um, just as a special treat, not only am I going to be doing my birthdays in history, I'm also going to be doing the uh, birthdays in history from Monday, which I had already spent Monday. a couple hours looking up before we decided to do the show on Tuesday. It will last over the weekend. So I've got, <laughs> I got a double dose and some bad news for an Apple guy. Um, and all that and more. Yeah. And we'll hear so we have some uh, comedy Adam. sound bites and stuff. And uh, anyway, we'll have a little fun. Also, uh, and again, we, we have had newsy stuff and all the all the uh, good things. But first of all, this is why one of the reasons I no longer belong to the I, uh, NRA. I actually, years ago, if, uh, I guess four or five years ago, uh, back when they were making the big push to take our guns and change the Second Amendment and everything else, I joined the NRA just to do it, just to show them they had another member. And I only joined for a year, and then I didn't. I didn't. I'm not really a joiner, you know. I don't. I, I really can't be locked into groups because I, I need the freedom to be able to do what I do as a, for used to do for a living. Now that it matters at all. But anyway, um, so that's why I've never really been a joiner because I need to be independent. But anyway, uh, so they sent me a 2023 car, uh, uh, a membership card saying, hey. 
uh, come back and join us here, Ms. Kim Peterson. <laughs> yeah, that's why, I, among other reasons, I'm no longer a member of the NRA. If you don't even know who they are, and why would you assume I'm a girl? Uh, you know, I mean, well, because I have a girl's name. I know. Thank you very much. That's right. And I was on the girls list in school every year forever. Well, you know, back when I went to school, I bet you guys didn't do that. When you went to school, they had a girl. They would call the names first day of class. The teacher would call the names. She had a girl's list and a boy's list. Did you ever have that? We had just a list. Well, see, they had a girl's list and a boy's list. And every year she would go Kim Peterson. I'd raise my hand and blush. And I'd be told I, I was so, so embarrassed. I was so shy as a kid. I would just blush, blush. I think I cried a couple of times. I can second or third grade yes why didn't you just change your name like i did <laughs> well i was seven <laughs> <laughs> i was seven well the other thing well, the other thing was i'll give you the reason my parents named me kim after rudyard kipling's book kim of korea and back then by the way uh in 1940 i was born after world war ii um late 40s and early 50s kim was a very popular boy's name because of that among other things in fact i lived in a neighborhood once and there were three and out the outskirts of the neighborhood there were three boys named kim they're falcon had a quarterback, Kim McQuilkin. Uh, isn't there uh, the uh, 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 Miami Dolphins had a linebacker, Kim uh, something? I can't remember his name, but uh, there have been a, there are a few. But anyway, it's uh, uh, and most of them are Kim Bull. Mine's just Kim. Um, <coughs> whatever. Anyway, so that I have no idea why I'm talking about that. <laughs> How the hell did I get under my name? I mean, what the hell was I talking about when I got into talking? I really about need to give this journal to him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Tell everybody the, the name That's of that. That's the uh, use this journal uh, when you are what high. What the hell was I talking <laughs> well, about? Just keep oh, no, it was the, uh, the NRA. The NRA. That's okay. okay sorry. Now, a couple quick things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, I'll, I'll get better. I swear to God. Uh, a couple thank you notes. We got a very, very generous donation from Paul from Athens, Alabama, but he didn't send an address to write him a thank you note on his envelope. And I, he sent us something before man. when he did. He did send a. a, a return address the last time and I sent him a thank you note. This time he didn't. Smart man. <laughs> he doesn't want to be tracked down. <laughs> anyway, Leave me alone. I swear to God, yeah, go away. <laughs> Take my money and shut up. <laughs> um, uh, and he says, I'll read this little letter. It says, uh, uh, Kimmer, your discussion of Custer touched a nerve with me in that it illustrates how poorly American history is taught. I was a junior ROTC, that's the Reserve Officer Training Corps, instructor for several years and I spent a lot of time teaching history. I also had the great experience of touring the Little Bighorn Battlefield this past summer. As with many areas of our great history, the Custer story is terribly misrepresented and only partially told. Briefly, Custer approached the Sioux encampment with three companies, 200 soldiers, each with very little intel, and failing to wait for his scouts to return with updated information, he made the decision to divide his forces, sending one company commanded by Major Reno, the other company by Captain Benteen, to flank the Sioux encampment. His company was to ride headlong into the encampment and surprise the Sioux. Custer's company was met by approximately 2,000 Sioux warriors and cut to pieces, literally. Uh, that, sadly, is where the story usually ends. The rest needs to be part of the discussion topic. Major Reno and Captain Benteen, while not being able to assist Custer, reformed their forces on a hill overlooking the Sioux encampment. For the next several days, those two companies fended off nearly continuous attacks by a numerically superior force, thus causing the Sioux to flee the area. Granted, I'm just a retired just, huh, that's no such thing as just there, sir. I'm just a retired naval flight officer, but I think an army guy or marine would consider holding ground and causing the enemy to retreat a victory. Good point. We, we talked about that. We mentioned that. And that Benteen is the one who lived out his life here in Atlanta. Right, 
Yeah. Survived. There were survivors. And uh, and again, Custer just made a terrible decision. The best book by Nathaniel Philbrick. It's called The Last Stand. And it tells about all of that. And it's yeah. an amazing book. Nathaniel Philbrick, who also wrote Mayflower, which is the best book I've ever read about our early American history, without question. Anyway, uh, Paul, thank you so much. And, I, I, and to show how bad it is and how popular culture continues to say, are you watching this Wednesday? Well, you're not. The Wednesday thing on Netflix, which is the Adams the Family. Adams Family. Tim Burton did it. There's one point where they, she lives in a town where they have something called Pilgrim World. Yeah, but the little girl Wednesday from the Adams Family? It's set in New England, and they have something called the Pilgrims walk in and start giving her trouble, guys dressed up like pilgrims. And she basically goes off and says, people, that pilgrims were responsible for the genocide of an entire race of people. It's like they were not responsible for any of that. (laughs) They were only responsible for their little bitty part of the world. And yet that's that's what people, everybody watching that is going to think, yeah, the pilgrims started the genocide. Is it this is Netflix? I'm guessing. Netflix. Yeah, and, and is this a, a modern version of the Adams Family? With basically, all new actors Wednesday is old enough to go off to boarding school because she basically did something bad at her former school. Oh, I see. And and it's the. Is it a comedy? Is it funny? It is funny. It is oh, okay. funny. But hey, anybody we know is it famous actors? Oh or? hell yeah! Catherine Zeta-Jones plays Morticia. No kidding! I've never even heard of it. It's just out. It just came out a month ago. Oh, big deal. And it's Netflix, so you'll yeah, never I see it. Yeah, I'll never see it. Well, if I can't get it on my phone, I'm not happy. It's it. funny. I just I, I went on to Google, and I said, did the pilgrims try to convert the natives? And you know what it says? What? The tribes people were eventually forced to convert to Christianity and attend church. Because <laughs> we had guns. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. One more quick thank you to, uh, from a very delightful uh, lady uh, who signed her. I love this. is so classy. She signed her note fondly, uh, uh, Janice. Fondly. <laughs> Just so sweet. Uh, Happy New Year. I can divide by three easily. She sent us a divide by three donation, which is so sweet. Uh, uh, I can divide by three equally. Whoop, whoop. Uh, thanks for the laughs and being all around good guys. Uh, fondly, Jenny, uh, uh, Janice, with a smiley face and everything. So sweet. $30,000 divided by three is 10. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, thank you, son. It's very, very, very sweet. And we encourage, I mean, uh, again, that's our post office box. I got those. Uh, uh, if you go to thekimmershow.net, you can look up our address of the post office box to send us stuff. You can look up our address, uh, get on to PayPal or uh, Venmo. There's a thing there to click on Venmo or Patreon.com slash Kimber Show or uh, Pete Davis one at Yahoo.com to get in touch personally or whatever. Anyway, so thank you. Thank you. Um, and um, thank you notes are, um, uh, are on the way. I should put them in the mail already. Okay. Um, Oh, uh, speaking of, I, I think just I get such a kick out of this. And again, um, every uh, every day, but I, I go to the stable where I used to have Jack the Good Boy. Um, and I I go to the stable four days a week usually. and But every day I post videos. I save enough to post some every day. And uh, and I get such, uh, such a big kick out of uh, uh, people from around the world, almost all women, which makes me even more tingly. Uh, and a couple things to start off our new show for the new year. Uh, Alicia Schulker. Quote, Dear The Kimmer Show, hope your hand is okay. That's where uh, Zohar the Magnificent bit me. <laughs> I mean, no, that was a spetter bit me the second time. Hope your hand is okay. Here in Holland, it's a couple of hours before midnight, wishing you a wonderful, healthy, happy new year with all the horses. Please keep making the videos. Love them. And then a whole bunch of emojis from Alicia Schulker in Holland. And, all, and right next to that, Lee Bailey, B-A-I-L-I-E. Happy New Year from Ireland. Oh. I in the top of the morning to be Jesus to me, darling. <laughs> anyway, isn't that sweet? I mean, I just get the biggest kick. 
Out of, you know, I mean. What part of Ireland? I don't know. She didn't say, but I mean, and they're, you know, all over Europe. Uh, Finland and uh, Germany and Sweden and uh, um, I mean we get them in the Middle East, uh, Peru. I mean it's unbelievable. It's just uh, every state. It's it's unbelievable. Anyway, um, uh, okay. Now again, we'll talk about the Bills thing. Talk about the Idaho uh, murder case, which is really weird. I think we have a real whole de- thing going on here. Uh, one quick thing, a quick update. Last uh, few days ago, I put I, uh, I I'd seen a picture on my phone popped up of something called a sausage egg biscuit casserole, and it looked great. You would take the the uh, biscuits. I usually I make a couple times a week. What my mom would do is she would use breading. She would get yeah. and so yeah. and she but would make it. Was, it. It looked great, and but obviously it, I it saw the video and down. I was like, "What well, is it, that?" It looked great, but the problem was uh, the, the the recipe called for making the sausage gravy, which I did, and I had a recipe and I made the sausage gravy. And actor, not great. And then you have you put in a whole like eight, I think eight eggs or something, uh, and then and you cook you cook that with the biscuits on top of the eggs. And then it's supposed to, well, it came out like the, the top of the biscuits were all cooked, but the bottom of the biscuits were not. Half the eggs were cooked and half weren't. I mean, it was just horrible. <laughs> although, although the part that was cooked was delicious because it was sausage gravy with eggs and biscuits. I mean, how can you go wrong with that, you know? But it's, it, clearly, I should have just done it separately. But I thought it was going to be a casserole. Never came out like a casserole. No. It, was just, it was just stupid, absolutely stupid. Um, and, and the other thing was I might have had the di- a different, all right, now tell you, this is going to be stupid. I should have. In fact, I should. Do you have a Do you have a frying pan? You have a nine-inch frying pan. No. Would you go? Can you bring one in? Okay. Um, the recipe called for doing this in a in a nine-inch uh, deep frying pan or a nine-inch baking dish or whatever. Nine-inch dish. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, uh, do you happen to know um, how you can easily measure for most men? How you can easily measure nine inches? Yeah. No, not for you, Mister Special. I'm talking about most guys. I don't know. <laughs> I'll show you. Is this it? Okay. Well, that looks, that's, that's bigger than I Well, inch. I mean, you can use it as an example. Okay, well, as an example. Well, <laughs> it, won't, it won't be a good example. If you got one, it's got to be a little, it's got to be a, well. a little smaller than that. Sorry. Because I'm going to make a point here. I can tell, I can measure, uh, with, using my body, I can measure one inch and nine inches. <laughs> Think can. about that, ladies. <laughs> we're talking. Yeah, are you a grower? <laughs> we're, ta- we're talking radius. <laughs> Circumference. It's not yeah, nine, there you is go. It? There is you that go. nine? Okay, nine-inch uh, frying pan. Okay, instead <laughs> use a nine-inch frying pan. Although this actually this is a little sh- smaller, but yeah, it, you, you get the point. And I and I said to myself, well, I, I I might have used a different size pan, but it measured nine inches from inside to inside because I could tell using my hand. Yeah. If you measure most guys, if you measure your hand from fingertip to thumb tip, it's nine inches. Take a ruler. You got to take a ruler and measure the tip of your thumb to the tip of your finger, and I'll bet you it's nine inches. And that's how I measured the inside. Now, this one is smaller. This, this frying pan is obviously not nine inches. It's probably seven. Uh, but again, that's how, I, that's how I could tell. And the reason I could tell nine inches by using my hands is because I'm old enough to back in the days when we used to have boys' shop class in school. Yeah. And, 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 and the teacher would say, well, if you need to measure one inch and you don't have a ruler, use your knuckle. Yeah, that right there. Your knuckle right here is one inch, From basically. Here here. So if you want to, yeah, 
Right, it well, is. Well, so bigger, yeah. Well, I mean, but if you want to look, if you're looking at a map and you want to say how far you have to drive at an old, and I'll be able to use Google now or whatever, but I mean, if you're looking at an actual road map and you want to measure how far it is from one place to another, use your knuckle. Every knuckle is whatever the ga- the guide is on the map. There used to but be that's an, an inch. An app on that came with your Apple phone that you could measure things. Well, I mean, but again, I'm just telling you, a bunch of girls, minute, I, uh, this, uh, women, replied to me on my personal I thing, saying, did. saying, uh, how yeah. do you, how can you measure? Nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard, still measuring in inches. <laughs> I do the best I can, uh, but again, it's because this is nine inches. Flounder, if you got a tape measure, try your hand. Just yeah, let me grab one. Let me grab one. And and Pete, try just for the hell of it. Hey, man, you can put this back too. You may want to wipe wipe that off. (laughs) Um, Wash this. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Anyway, that's how. And again, in shop class, we used to do you know things like that. uh, And I think I forgot the measurement for your uh, your forearm and stuff to to be able to measure things on the fly if you need. Yes, Scotty the window guy. Time for a sponsor, Davis. Hey, this measurement (laughs) of inches brought to you by Atlanta Custom Closets. (laughs) Closetpro.net. Just call four zero four two five. 0589. Yes, you can still start the new year helping out the little lady with a big old closet. <laughs> Atlanta Custom Closets, closetpro.net. Okay, now. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. All right, Pete? Yes? Just for the hell of it. Present. This is nine inches. Look at that. (laughs) So she says. Right, well, all right, you talk, and I'm going to go up to the thing here. All right, he's okay. measuring uh, body appendages. You see the number nine right And there's right the number there. nine, number nine, uh-huh. number nine. Number nine. Look at that. It's amazing. Just as he <laughs> said, just as the, just as the prophets foretold, just as the ancient aliens told us. Now, it might be a half an inch off, but I'll bet you that most men, most regular average men. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah. If I do it like this, it's pretty close. Yeah. Well, just why, as wide as you can make. Yeah. You know. No, I don't have to do it as wide as I just normally. Well, yours is a little shorter, but and flounder, you try just for kicks. But I think most. Well, yours looks like you didn't quite more like. Eight. I don't have to expand my hand. I'm like OJ here. I don't have to completely uh, open anyway, my hand. Flounder, a tip, finger to tip of uh, thumb. That's nine inches. Yeah, that's about yeah. But I mean, so I, I only knew that because of things like being old enough to have done stuff like that. Brandon, you can't get this anywhere. <laughs> For good reason. That's why we're no longer on the radio. Sorry, it's my fault. Sophie O'Connor, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, hey, Sophia likes it. <laughs> yeah, but she's already high. I she's our ombudsman. <laughs> Jason right. says, though, my pinky to the thumb is exactly nine inches well there you are i'm telling you it's a, but it's not a man i mean think about it it's like you know one foot was a measurement of a foot 
Okay, Cindy's falling asleep, and <laughs> Jason, the Kimmer isn't doing any hand modeling side gigs. <laughs> no, I'm I'm ugly. Thanks to my uh, life. Anyway, okay, now um, uh, stuff, stuff, stuff. Topics. Uh, last night, football. Monday night football. Buffalo Bills player, 24 years old. Obviously, perfect shape, great shape, uh, athlete, nice professional guy. athlete, great guy. Um, uh, he uh, he was on defense, defensive back. He made a tackle. It was a, it was a, it wasn't a brutal tackle. It was a good it was a firm tackle, and he made it, and they, they collided together, uh, and they and he and then he got up, and he stood there for a second and fell backwards on his back and just was out. Was uh, apparently, dead. his heart stopped. And uh, I guess he was probably clinically dead. Eight to nine minutes they took. It took for the eight to nine minutes they it took to revive to him. Get the, was it eight to nine to get the heart going yes, again? Yes, he, he was doing. Yes. All right. Well, then I can't imagine the brain damage that might have happened if you don't have oxygen or you don't can't. I don't. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, he had. At they were week. consistently working on chest uh, stuff was, for eight yeah. to nine oh, minutes. I, yeah. And but again, it, that's what you have to do when you don't have a heart rate. Is that way the but we don't know whether the blood was going to the brain. Exactly. Or not, so yeah. we don't know how long he might have been without oxygen to the brain. Or maybe maybe he was fine the whole time with the pumping. I don't know. Um, 24. <clears throat> and again, this has happened last night <clears throat> as we speak, so we don't have a lot of, uh, of facts yet. <clears throat> he apparently is in a medically induced coma and is alive. And when it happened, uh, and I didn't see it happen live. I, I was switching back and forth, and then I, I tuned in right after it happened, and then players had all gathered on the field and so on and so forth. They were crying, and, and, the, and everybody, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything first. I'm, I'm going to get your reaction. Okay, now, uh, he fell, boom, boom. They're working on him and so forth. Uh, Pete, first, uh, do you have a reaction on the coverage of it and what was going on in the stands and how people reacted to it and the reaction and so forth? Everything? Well, the criticism came immediately about Susie Colbert and Booger McFarland and Adam Schefter. They don't know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, people, if you've never been in that situation, don't criticize somebody else who's thrown into a situation they've never been in before. They're doing the best they can. And I'm the biggest ESPN critic there is, but they're doing the best they can. And later on, Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark did a basically 75 minutes commercial free, which is very hard to do, and yeah. they did it wonderfully. But everybody's immediately the critic and the stuff like, look, they're doing their best. What, what are they, what are they going to do? Somebody said they should flip over to an old baseball game or something. No, people want to know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Now, the people in the stands, they should have been told earlier to go home. But they said, well, well, they should have done it earlier. They should have canceled it earlier. Well, well you know, they, nobody knew what to do. I mean, I, I think it's a fur. Who yeah. knows? Maybe they couldn't find the commissioner. Maybe he was off somewhere. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, I know in the years past, uh, in fact, you guys were talking about this morning on 106.3, our radio link station, that there have been places before where a guy died on the football field and they kept the game going. He died. But at Detroit, and the they, yeah, and I kept, and they kept going. But anyway, um, uh, Flounder, did you see it live? You have any reaction to what it happened? I, I mean, I saw it this morning when it was on the news line. But I mean, when you look at the hit and him falling, it doesn't. It, it, I mean, two completely different sports, but it reminded me of Dale Earnhardt when he hit the wall. Yeah. It wasn't Looked a like bad hit. I didn't think it was it that bad. It did not look yeah. like a bad well, hit. Uh, Darrell Waltrip knew immediately. He, he immediately went, oh, no. Really? I never he, knew he that. Was, yeah. He was the guy in the, one of the guys in the booth, and he knew immediately it was bad. Yeah, at that before they made the new head braces, you didn't have to be off by much to have that in your next tap. I mean, it was, oh God. Anyway, um, uh, now of course now uh, those of us who are uh, uh, cynics and critical of what's going on with our government and with our country in the last uh, two years, and how the, and the coup attempt on Donald. Well, what about the vaccine? A 24-year-old professional athlete in peak. We obviously. don't. Know, we don't know if he took it yet. 
We don't well, know. Uh, the, 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 the number one conspiracy uh, issue coming out today is uh, we have to assume he took the vaccine because he's playing football. Didn't NFL some demand them, they all got vaccines? Uh, I think some of them. No, I think didn't they, they get away to, with it. I think they had to. NBA, take they let him get. Some, you know, Kyrie got away. With well, yeah, but if he stayed home, but I don't remember reading anybody about yeah. NFL players staying home because they didn't take the vaccine. I, I'll guarantee. Yeah. I'll bet you he had the vaccine. I'll bet you he had to take it. I'll bet uh, you they all. There's had to that, take it. and the fact he did. He got hit in the chest with the shoulder. And sometimes a blunt blow to the chest can cause the heart to stop, but it's very flukish. Yeah. And with everything else going on, where you have athletes dropping all over the world. Well, two things. Remember the, the case of the Little League baseball player. The kid got hit in the chest oh, with the ball and them. died. Several been, of them. Yeah, more than one. Um, from baseball, Little League. Yeah. Not, not 100 miles an hour, you know, but Little League. Uh, and, and boom, you know, in the right place. So there's that to consider, that it could be just another freak thing. Or it could be a, 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 an aspect, I assume, uh, they may never find out unless he doesn't make it and they do an autopsy. But we're assuming he's going to be okay. Hoping he's going to be okay anyway. Uh, but again, I, uh, you know. It was I, like the Danish player, the soccer player two years ago who collapsed. Yeah. And they had to do CPR on him. He was dead. Yeah. And they brought him back. Yeah. And, um, if, and uh, he's playing again. The really him. sad thing is, is the parents were there. Yeah. And yeah. they came down to the field. Well, and that's they, good though, because they were there. Yeah. But can you imagine getting in that ambulance with your, I mean. Yeah. Well, but, but you know, thank God they were there, so they, they they went through it with them, which is good. But again, and there were there there are videos of, of guys of young athletes my, these days dropping and uh, from there's heart a video there's a video the on there's a video on Twitter that's like five minutes long that just shows people playing sports dropping well, out of nowhere. The kid over here in that high school in Sandy Springs right. that died. Yeah. I yeah. forget the name of the high school. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just uh, pretty scary. Uh, pretty pretty scary. Uh, I I, want to talk about the Idaho killing. Man, is this a weird story. And I watched the Zodiac, a special documentary on the Zodiac killer, ironically, uh, the other, I guess it was yesterday off and on, uh, and a couple of um, amazing uh, kind of uh, links to how they could have stopped him. In the same way with Jeffrey Dahmer, that could have been, should have been stopped. Uh, not Je- yeah, Je- no, no. I mean, uh, John Wayne was it John Wayne? No, Ted Jeffrey Bundy. Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer should have been stopped. Ted Wisconsin. Bundy should have been stopped. Ted Bundy should have been. Yeah. Anyway, um, also, uh, I've noticed a big difference. I'm not. I don't. I've never posted on Twitter. I I, watch, I go to Twitter once and maybe twice a day for five minutes to see what's going on. But I sure noticed a difference in in, in postings on Twitter. All of a sudden thank you uh, Elon Musk uh, concerning especially Adam Kinzinger and, and Rob Reiner uh, you'll hear Elon's top tweets of the year uh, try to figure out what's in the middle class uh, we'll ask you some of uh, you know some stuff that's coming on here I'll compare the West Wing and reality and some uh, email specials and Jeremy Renner and all kinds of good stuff first reminder uh, we have a double sponsor and if you'd like to join us we would be glad to have you aboard as a double sponsor for not only the podcast but also the camera show podcast facebook page wise rv glass w-i-s-e they will this is what a great idea and especially uh, during a couple of years ago during the when the pandemic was in full swing they will replace any and all glass issues on your rv motor coach and camper vehicles like that for example if you have a fogged up double pane window 
Uh, any broken or cracked glass, maybe even a little teeny spider web that's starting to get bigger or whatever. Uh, interior mirrors, the rear view mirror, the side mirrors outside, the uh, side windows, even those hard to find one piece flat windshields on the, uh, for some of the uh, RVs and so forth. They will replace those for you and fix what ails you and it's all mobile. They come to you. You don't have to worry about trying to drive to find them. You get in touch with them. They come to you. They fix you in your own window frame to save you time and money. And no, don't. If you're saying, oh, well, I, you know, rear view mirror. Well, no, no, no. That's what they do. Uh, you know, they, they do this for a living. So they're very happy to come wherever you are and take care of it. All of North Georgia, all of Metro Atlanta. No job is too small or too big. You have a fleet of vehicles with some damage to them, they'll take care of that too. Here's a phone number, WISE, W-I-S-E, WISE RV Glass, area 470-345-6521, and on the web, WISERVGlass.com. Can we play with Kitty? <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> he's gone. He's, he's, he's getting there. I mean, we'll see. He's getting there. He's a very, very <laughs> chill cat, but then there's some times where he's just got this... 20 minutes of yeah, energy really. where he'll well, just... Well, he's a young I mean, he, If he sees squirrels back here, he'll just beeline it to the front and then run back. Really? Because <laughs> he'll see it here, and then he'll run to the front, and then he'll go to the back door and look through there. Uh, so he I just, love it. Uh, I love it. Um, wild, man. Uh, now, oh, you want to hear about a bad day in history? Uh, this really cool book, and, it's, and tell, it gives an example of something that happened really bad in history. And today's really bad in history for January 3rd. Is, it, What's the matter? Isn't that something for kind of like the end of the show, not at the, the beginning? Uh, well, I was going to talking about. Well, okay, I was going to kind of get into the other newsy things without trying to be too newsy. But let's let's go. No, into the newsy new, thing. we should be newsy. I mean, there's just there's huge things going well, on. Well, I got and, a million. I've got so much stuff filler. here. Okay, now Idaho murder case. Yeah. They made an arrest. Uh, the kid's a, a Kohlberger, is a Ph.D. student in the Department of Criminal Justice at Washington State University, lived a few miles from where the girls and guys were killed. Weirdo. Uh, he, there's a lot of things I don't understand about this, including not, not only him. Apparently his friends say something happened not long ago when his per whole personality changed and he started... Uh, he, he just wasn't as friendly, and he, something happened. You know, something was going on in his life not long ago. Mm -hmm. I, I read something just on the on the web coming in. We don't know much about that, but they're, obviously they're going to be interviewing everybody who ever knew the guy now that they've arrested him. Uh, a couple of things. Um, he, his father, had flown out to Washington State to drive back with his son, the suspect, to Pennsylvania. On the way back to Pennsylvania, driving the white, was it in a, uh, 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 I forgot the name of the brand of the car, but anyway, in the white car that they were looking for, driving back in that white car that became the object of a lookout, they were stopped by the police twice. Speeding. Speeding and following too close. And both times, uh, and by the way, there's apparently no record of this anywhere. It was the kid's lawyer who said they were pulled over twice by the cops for speeding and tailgating on the way back from Washington State to Pennsylvania. But there's no record. Uh, people looked into it and said, we can't find a record of anybody getting a ticket. So I, I assumed that the lawyer wasn't making it up. But again, that's what the lawyer said. There's no record of it. Um, so ironically... If the, again, this was he had left the scene, and it was it was a few days later that the local police in Washington State uh, came up with a lookout for the white car. 
Now, I don't know whether the police then said, oh, my God, we stopped one on the road, but they wouldn't have known. I mean, who would have made the link then? So they probably never made the link. But it reminded me uh, just the other day I was flipping through channels yesterday or what's this Tuesday? It might have been Sunday night, whatever. And there was some there was a a special on something channel of um, of uh, called Scary People or something. And it was about the Zodiac Killer Uh, and and the Zodiac Killer case. Uh, this was started in 1968 in California and went around for a couple of years. Um, in the Zodiac Killer case, uh, the Zodiac Killer was in a cab. He murdered the cab driver, killed him, shot him with a gun, murdered the cab driver, apparently got out of the cab and moved the drivers doing stuff. Three kids heard the gunshot and either looked out their window or from where they were not too far away, looked out and called the police. And he said, oh my God, I think somebody just got shot. And the, and the guy, and they said, where and so on? He said, what's the description? He said, well, he's, uh, he's kind of, you know, like a medium kind of, kind of stocky, round looking kind of white guy. And he, you know, da, 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 da. so the cops said, okay, something happened between what the kids told the police on the phone and the lookout. And so the lookout said they were looking to be on the lookout for or a uh, medium height, sort of roundish black man in the area of so-and-so. As the police were driving along, those these local police driving along in this where this the murder happened, they saw a lone white man walking in the on the street, and they stopped him, and they said, "Excuse me, sir, we're looking for a black man by himself uh, who might have been involved in a crime." And the guy said, "Oh yeah, he went that away." <laughs> and the police went off and looked for the black guy going by the Zodiac Killer. Wow. Is would that they, unbelievable? Would they, would they remember what he looked like? I, 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 I can't believe it. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, I'm not blaming the police. They were looking for a black guy, and they would, then they would thank you. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate your help. I want, we'll go get this one. They went that away. Oh, gee. And he went on to kill other people. I mean, you know, anyway, but again, this was like that case of this. Now, I heard one, I saw one expert on the news the other night who said this may be a serial killer that we haven't discovered yet. I think he was just starting because I think he talked to BTK. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll change letters with yeah. him. Um, uh, he, he's there's something screwy about him. Uh, if he is a criminal justice PhD candidate, and he's apparently looked into, I, I think they did a, a, a search that showed he used to look into evidence and crimes and things. So he, he was he was he, he was investigating basically how to get away with murder or investigative scenes. He was a PhD candidate in criminal justice, so you know he knows his professor how was. Uh, no, his professor. Oh, his professor became yeah, very professor. close with BTK and helped write his book. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now this maybe this was something that went in his head or whatever. But but either way, uh, it sounds like a psycho. I mean, it sounds like a real sick psychopath. Should we allow psychopaths, serial killers, to have contact with the public? <sighs> Well, on the theory that they'll uh, help us understand to look for signs of a serial killer in the future, then you have to say, well, it might help them. But again, on the other hand, psychos who are already tending toward that are going to say, oh, man, that look, oh, uh, I'd like to be that guy. I don't, who knows? They're, they're freaks of name. I mean, they're not real. Yeah. They're they should not have nature. contact monsters. with the outside world except through police. Yeah, well, why should they be alive? Um, I agree. I'm seriously, I really. Um, uh, now, apparently, he left some DNA. 
Yeah. If okay, if you're going to first of all, why would you use a knife? I get uh, uh, well, it's okay. visceral. Uh, okay, well, okay. Uh, uh, the reason you use a knife is because it's very personal. I mean, if you're going to put a blade into it a is body, sexual for some yeah, of them. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's the culmination of the releasing of the plunging of the uh, release of the manly thing. <laughs> uh, um, I, I mean, among other things, but it's also really personal. I mean, it's yeah. not like shooting a guy with a rifle. Um, That's what the Joker it, says. Yeah, when he said what he uses because. Because right. it's so much p- can, more personal. Yeah, bunch of, um, uh, in fact, the Zodiac Killer admitted that he loved to kill because his greatest thrill, his greatest moment of thrill in life was seeing somebody die, was making him die. When he died, he got the biggest thrill of his life. Wow. Um, uh, when he finally admitted it to the, to the media, when the Zodiac was communicating to the media this whole time when he was killing people. Anyway, uh, but if you're going to commit murders with a knife, wouldn't you make sure, first of all, that the knife had a real big guard on it so your hand doesn't slip onto the blade so you don't accidentally cut yourself. And, you know, if you're and, killing four people, too, that's uh, that's work. Yeah, and wouldn't you have, like, metal, glo- like, a Knights of Armor glove g- g- metal th- thing? I mean, really, so there's no way you could leave any... Wouldn't you be covered up entirely with a ski mask or with, a you know, pantyhose and the whole... I mean, so nothing gets off your hair or your skin. Once or, you get going, things happen. I guess. You know? Now, the other thing is... Not that I uh, I mean, and again, he got four of them. I don't. And there were two, at least two, who had defensive wounds. So you have to assume that the only reason that nobody heard them scream out, including the two girls who lived through it all, was that they couldn't speak because I, maybe he put the first knife in their throat? I don't know. Or in their, like, I don't know. I mean, somewhere where they couldn't speak. I, I don't, I mean, I'm Cut trying to imagine throat. how nobody cried out. How, how could nobody scream four cases of well, a knifing, which is almost never instantaneous? I mean, uh, you know, even a knife into the heart, you're going to have a, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't understand. Well, it's like Speak in Chicago. He scared them so bad, they had the nurses, that they didn't do anything. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Now, the other thing is... Um, and again, this is so uh, sort of gruesome, but I, I have, I, I mean, uh, just, I just don't understand. Um, two other roommates who live in the home, they all got home, it's like one, two o'clock in the morning. They were all, uh, but it was not unusual. It's a party house in a, a college house, so that's mm-hmm. not unusual. Uh, after the two other roommates woke up, the news report says they called friends to come to the house because they believed one of the victims found on the second floor had passed out and wasn't waking up. Someone inside the house called 911 using a roommate's cell phone and talked to dispatchers. Uh, How could they see four murder victims by a knife and, and say, well, he's not waking up? Well, there was no blood. Well, if he's covered them up like they're sleeping, maybe they didn't see. Again, I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't know how it's possible uh, they didn't know. Well, she isn't waking up because well, she'd been stabbed forty times. And I mean, why did he leave Washington to go to Idaho to do it? Why did he cross the line there? I don't know. That's interesting. It seems to me like he must have seen one of well, those girls. Well, maybe if he was stalking, and again, yeah. one of the girls said she might have had a, but I think they I think they found out who that was and ruled him out. So again, yeah. But again, I don't know. I, we, we just don't know. And again, as we speak, this is the day when he's being extradited, and once he goes into court, then the, the uh, evidence 
by the DA for the reason for his arrest gets revealed in public. So by the time you're hearing this, you probably can already read on, in the, on Google uh, the, the reasons why, the, why they arrested him, what they have as evidence. They have, to, they have to reveal that in court once he goes into court in, in uh, Idaho. And that's today as we speak, Tuesday. So anyway, we'll, fi- we'll find out more about that. But again, um, they were all asleep. They didn't even know that they'd been butchered. I was just, oh, God, it was just so horrible. And again, he was driving home with his father. Okay, how, can you imagine if, you're, if, if he did it, if he's the guy, he just slaughtered four young people and... Then, you know, drove home with his father to go back. Did you know, dad know? It must have been two or three days on the road. I mean, Idaho to Pennsylvania is cross country. That's 3,000 miles. Well, we just went to that thing a year ago. The the family in Florida knew that guy yeah. that was traveling around. They Patino. knew he had killed that girl. Gabby Patino, yeah. Now, maybe, maybe the, uh, you know, and again, the parents uh, are, are calling for a peace and uh, understanding. You know, we <laughs> love our son, uh, no matter what might have happened. But again, I wonder whether the, the father knew about this or whether they did it or he, he I mean, I wonder now the parents are saying I should have known. Would you well, protect your kid? for four murders? No, you can't. I know. How, how... I mean, I, I can't, I, you can't, can you? I'd be afraid they'd do it again. Remember the case of the Georgia lawyer? Who, uh, 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 who turned, who, uh, let's see, he, t- he found out that his son, uh, I guess his son had come to him and said he, he, he murdered somebody, he didn't mean to, but he murdered somebody. And the father turned him in and the son got the death penalty. Mm. And the father had turned him in and testified against him and he got the death penalty. And wow. It was a Georgia father. Anyway, what, what's your kitty doing? <laughs> he's like, he wants attention. Uh, that, he's, <clears throat> he's getting a little hungry. So I'm going to be squeaking. I want well, attention. go for you. Yeah, go. Don't worry about us. <laughs> Your kitty. Oh, he says, I got to have my treat, please. That's uh, a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what a case, this Idaho case. Just a horrible, horrible. <laughs> and again, I just, so many things I just don't understand. Uh, and how he left DNA. And again, it could have been, it could have been saliva. It could have been teardrop. Yeah. I mean, it could have been. And CNA they were good looking girls. So you kind of think, to me, it seems like he saw them somewhere. Well, they were all hot. Yeah, they you were all beautiful, glamorous, hot, you know, sexy. And I mean, just, you know, young college girls. They were, they were beautiful college girls. Um, and you, but again, I, you know, I hope we find out. Well, and how it sounds to me that he's, he, you know, it just seems to me like he, he can't possibly have, think, have thought he could get away with it. I mean, I, I, that, just the very thought of that's going to be your crime is to sneak into a house. And obviously he must have known where the rooms were. I, heard, I saw one uh, interview with one guy who used to live there. That, he, he rented that house when he was there. And he said, you have to know where everything is or you're going to get lost trying to go from one floor to the next and there's people downstairs. Yeah, he said, he, know he would have had to know. He uh, planned it. I think he's a criminal criminology guy he studied btk i think he thought he was smart enough to get away with it he must have cased the joint though but yeah. and, and and no and i'll bet he was in there again they said it's a party house uh where they yeah. had friends in all the time and he could have gone in there oh, and been a party and he could have been down there and, and you know gotten the lay of the land and know maybe someone i'll bet you they're going to find out people are everybody who's ever been in that house is going to be asked do you recognize this yeah. guy to find out if he in fact was there if they recognize him and i'll bet i'll bet uh, he i'll bet he was i'm guessing but i'll bet he was there at some point and i'll bet you that somebody said geez i think i saw that guy over under a year before the movie comes out the yeah. tv uh wow. made, made for well movie. we need to find out what happened first if he if he admits it and he's if he's a psycho and, and was you know uh, and kind of really wanted to get caught, I just I I, I don't get anything about this. I think he's I I, th- I can't imagine he really thought he was going to get away with it. 
for some reason. What, what, what would be interesting to me is, was he normal when he went into taking these classes and it changed him the more he studied this well, and he got into it? I don't know. Or was he twisted going in and he wanted to learn? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I think we'll find. I think we'll find out when his because again, his a couple of his friends said something happened. He he changed. We noticed a definite personality change a few months ago or sometime recently, and we don't know what it was. That usually sounds like a breakup or something. Don't I don't know. Again, or, or it's very early. They just caught him, so we don't know. We really don't have a lot of information. But um, anyway, God. <laughs> um, let's see. One, oh, one more quick crime thing, and we'll have a little fun here with stuff. Um, California. Do I understand this correctly? California has now passed a. I guess it's an executive order. I don't know if it's passed by the legislature. California is now a safe sanctuary state for transsexual children mm -hmm. who want to get gender-altering surgery without having to tell their parents. Do I understand? Do I, did I read that correctly? If you're If you're 15 and you want to become a girl and you're a boy, you can go to California without telling your parents and they'll go ahead and eliminate your sex organs? I mean, this can't. You, you got, there's, there's two reasons for this. One, once again, the state takes over your kids. You're not in charge of your kids. The state has proven to have the most power. And two, it cuts down on the population because once they chop them, they're not having any more kids. And in, in fact, have you heard going around on social media now? And I heard the guys talking about it on the radio this morning. Uh, have you? And Bortz mentioned it on his commentary too. Uh, and, and the morning guys this morning. Did you now? They're now the uh, the uh, the woke people are suggesting that you only procreate with short people no more tall people only short people because you'll use less of the energy resources in the planet swear to god i'm not making that up only you should only have short people there's something <laughs> new every day about this bullshit it's unbelievable why do we put up with it never uh, i mean it, it's like you've said before we're putting up with the 0.01 percent right uh and uh, and for Freaks. example uh there were i don't know how many states allow now uh young girls under the age of 18 to get birth control without telling their parents <laughs> schools i think there are some school systems that give out birth control without telling their parents, uh, depending on their I, age I'm or the group. I'm not groups. so against that. Well, well, I, I, I mean, I, I am. If you're, if you're under age, your parents still are legally responsible. If you make it harder and harder and harder to get, uh, get these the prophylactics and the the stuff, you're gonna have more and more teenage it, girls no, having it, kids it's it's been so every no i don't think it's hard it, it was hard in the 1950s and 60s nobody could get you know you had to sneak into a drugstore to try to buy some rubbers when you were 16 nowadays it, they're all i don't think that's true at all but anyway in france france has now decided that anybody who wants condoms can get them and con contraception for free, even if you're a child. If you're a nine-year-old, you can go into a pharmacy and they'll give you rubbers. Uh, that's not good. In France. The well, there's some, you know why? Venereal disease. Because they're all getting VD and, and clap and herpes and everything else. So children, a nine-year-old can go get rubbers in France. When we were in high free. school, high free. school Parkview, uh, 18, 17, 18, around there. I took uh, my girlfriend downtown. You had to go downtown to the Planned Parenthood. It's a seedy building over there by the richest thing. It was very seedy. And you go in, and of course, they take the girl and they go off to give, you know, the examination. And you're thinking, oh, no, I got nothing to do. I'm going to sit here and watch TV. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had a tap on my shoulder. And I look around, there's this huge black guy. 
come with me. <laughs> and like, okay. <laughs> Takes me in a room, starts a projector, and it was all about VD. Oh, my and God. And it was disgusting. Oh, oh, my yeah. God. And, you don't want to see Clapper syphilis. And as you leave, there was a huge fishbowl by the door full of condoms. You just reach in there and grab a hand. Oh, God, I guess. That's the 70s. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a come country. Come um, Okay. Let's, oh, I tell you what. Uh, a quick reminder of one thing. I want to talk about Adam Kensinger. I'm having the, the more fun going on Twitter. And again, I'm not a Twitter guy. I've never posted, but I do look at it once or twice a day. And I'm having more fun now because it's uh, giving people like me a chance to have a, a little laugh. How about people like me who love, I'm a car guy. I love car guys. I'm a baby boomer. So my favorite car, if I could have any cars I wanted, I'd pick 10 from the 1950s. You know, so I'm, I'm definitely a car guy. If you're a car guy and every time you drive in your car somewhere and you see another car you've always wanted, you're going, oh man, I love that. That's a great looking car. Well, now you might be able to make that kind of a dream come true with Swap My Whip. Dot com. A whip is a colloquial phrase for a ride or car. If you're looking for a different ride, swapmywhip.com. Go there, check it out, maybe find like-minded car owners who, just like you, who don't want to deal with dealerships, don't want to have used car salesmen or middlemen get in the way of stuff, and they've got a car that maybe they're willing to swap with you, or they have a friend who says, or you say, I'm looking for so-and-so, and they say, oh my God, I got a buddy who wants one. Boom, bomb, boom, you're in business. Avoid the middleman entirely, and it's not his cars and uh, SUVs. SUVs or wagons and uh, uh, pickup trucks and boats and jet skis, rides, stuff like that, ATVs, off-road things, all that kind of stuff, swapmywhip.com. Now, if you go to the, uh, the swapmywhip.com and use the coupon code KIMMER, K-I-M-M-E-R, it's 180 days of free premium listings on swapmywhip.com. And what a great idea, because you might find exactly what you're looking for, or if you have a friend who says, you know, yeah, man, my buddy's always wanted an 87 Camaro, you might just find it by swapmywhip.com. Anyway, uh, thank you for your support on this, and uh, and check them out. Oh, po- <laughs> Lucas, a podcast, you got a new a little uh, dangle rope thing for him to yeah, play with? Really hard, <laughs> but of course he's not. He won't do it now, of course, because you want to. I'm not that trick pony. (laughs) Uh, That's for sure. Now, uh, a couple of news here. Again, I mentioned Twitter. Uh, In terms of kind of a year-end thing, I've, I've gone to Twitter, and I've been really impressed with how they are finally allowing, thank you, Elon Musk, both sides of an issue to have some fun. It seems to me if you, I, I could have fun looking at Twitter without being all upset that all I ever see is all the liberals complaining about MAGA Republicans. So are you, are you a little more comfortable with going on Twitter now and finding Absolutely. things? Absolutely. So you can find a tweet that you may have. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, Deep, uh, dubious about going on Twitter or even looking at Twitter, for that matter. Uh, f- but for example, uh, <laughs> Adam Kinzinger, th- this is the the guy the Tucker used to make fun of. It's the crybaby of, of Congress. Uh, he got he got voted out, so he's not going back. Uh, a phony Republican. Uh, and Adam Kinzinger, at one of his parting shots on Twitter, said, "Every member of the House and Senate, Ted Cruz, all these people among the loudest who lied to you, saying Ray Epps was an FBI agent or informant, must now." own what they said and not try to change the conspiracy content without a 
accountability. Where's the where's the press on this? <laughs> they said, wait a minute. Ray Epps is the guy who was on video saying, we got to go into the Capitol. Make sure you meet here. And actually, you have to go inside. You can't stay outside. You got to go. And he hasn't been subpoenaed. He Nothing. Led Nothing. The ca- well, here's some of the reaction. Uh, Ted Cruz, if he is not an FBI agent, prove it by having arrested for what he said in his own words. I orchestrated it. Yeah. Um, perhaps you can explain why he is on video instigating and orchestrating the insurrection, and he has not been held without bail for two years. Uh, Laura, uh, uh, Laura from uh, the Fox, uh, seems like he was behind the insurrection. Uh, so every member of the House should be asking themselves, why is Ray up sitting at home while so many people who did a whole lot less are rotting in jail? Um Investigators, I was told by one of my confidential sources that Epps is a former Marine, was an agent, and took on the role of undercover operative. Uh, Ray Epps texted his nephew, I orchestrated it. Ray Epps is the only man caught on camera, actively calling for people to enter the Capitol and riot. Yet Ray Epps has never been charged while the DOJ sent grandmas and patriots to rot in prison. I'd really like to ask somebody on the January 6th committee, how do you release, this This is the final killing me. How do you release an 845-page final report and never mention Ray Epps, the only guy on video seen and heard telling people to storm the Capitol. He's the only January 6th protester they don't want in jail to talk about it. Uh, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney are gone from the House. Soon, Ilhan Omar will be stripped of her committee assignments. Three wins for America. Um, Adam Kinzinger is only trending because people are celebrating his time is over in Congress. And one of my favorite tweets of of all time, uh, Gunther, I'm still laughing that Adam Kinzinger is unemployed and Gavin Newsom's wife was banging Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) 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 That that was the funniest part of the Twitter release about the... uh, about Herpes Island was it? Uh, 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 Herpes Island. Yeah, what, what, about the Epstein case. <laughs> anyway, uh, now one more and one more thing on Twitter. I, I, again, see, I'm having fun reading those things. But again, you get a chance to see the other side on, on Twitter. Well, the funny thing is, is Elon Musk was on a podcast this weekend or last weekend, and he said almost every conspiracy theory you thought has been proven it's true. true. Yeah. Because of these Twitter drops. And they're still denying it. Again, the, the report had no mention of the only... Any, but I just, I, well, I, it's going to be interesting is when GOP can get their shit together and figure out ah. who's going to lead the House. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is, is they have direct evidence for these hearings. Yeah, right. Well, again, the, the only thing that's going to happen like is... Like Russia the collusion, House, there was no real evidence. <laughs> If they do have actual hearings, um, but again, this is uh, one more thing. Uh, speaking of uh, Twitter and uh, the other side, uh, where oh, here we go. Uh, this uh, uh, popped in after uh, on the Donald Trump case. Uh, Trump said was just advised the unselect committee of political thugs has withdrawn the subpoena of me concerning the January 6th protests. They probably did so because he knew I did nothing wrong or about to lose in court. Maybe the FBI's involvement in rigging the election played into their decision. In any event, the subpoena's dead. And then his reaction. After 722 days of foreplay, Rob Reiner has lost his erection, and doctors fear his inverted penis may be irreparable. Meathead is trending again because it must mean Rob Reiner's leaving Twitter for the fifth time in the past two weeks. Um, the January 6th committee withdrew their subpoena for Trump. Has anyone checked on Rob Reiner or JoJo the jerk off to make sure they haven't hung themselves? <laughs> Hopefully, somebody's uh, with Rob Reiner at this moment, ensuring 
hearing he's getting medical care he will desperately need. Thoughts and prayers to Rob Reiner and Stephen King. Uh, January, Renita Broderick. January 6th, herd of jackasses are total losers. Uh, anyway, again, Rob Reiner, who keeps, you know, like all the others, threatening Idiot. to leave the country and get off Twitter. Uh, uh, Rob Reiner update brought to you by farmhouseprintingco.com. <laughs> That's right. Custom shirts and hats and signs, promotional items, no minimum order, no setup fees. They're right here in Sonoya, Georgia. They got laser engraving for all the big stuff. Anything you need, they can do it. Order one, order a thousand. They do all our stuff here at the Kemmer Show and Holy Crap at Sports, tumblers and whatever. It is absolutely great stuff from the from all the guys, and Eric and the gang down there. They did our, uh, my fabulous thank you notes and the addressed envelopes and stuff that I send out when you send us a donation to the post office box. They did be- they did the, the uh, 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 podcast blanket with, with beautiful colors in the pictures. They did stuff for Christmas for my daughter and uh, Dan the man, my uh, uh, son-in-law. Uh, what cats do it? Uh, this is stretching out like funny. Uh, a, a beautiful, uh, my golf towel form with a picture on. Anyway, they do great work. Uh, Farmhouseprintingco.com. Um, one more quick tweet thing. Uh, Elon Musk has released his favorite tweets of 2022. Uh, oops, a daisy. Uh, number one. He announced his offer to buy Twitter, tweeting a link to the Securities and Exchange Commission. It was followed by mixed reactions from the tech community, celebrities, and the public. And all it said was, quote, I made an offer. Uh, His number two uh, uh, happiest quote. On the day Musk's acquisition of the social media company became officially tweeted, number two, quote, the bird is freed. There's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) Uh, Number three, in an April tweet, Musk said, next I'm buying Coca-Cola to put the cocaine back in. (laughs) That was his third favorite tweet. Uh, let's see. Uh, number four. Oh, no. He also made the announcement that he would be bringing in a new CEO if he could find someone foolish enough to do it. Uh, his fourth favorite tweet. Uh, he launched a new perfume called Burt Hair. He described it as the finest fragrance on earth. Uh, apparently sold out until next year called Burnt Hair. An actual <laughs> gross. Uh, gross. His number five favorite tweet. Musk challenged Russian President Vladimir Putin to single combat with the stakes being Ukraine. Uh, He said, I hereby challenge Putin to single combat. Stakes are Ukraine. And he spelled it in Ukrainian, which is pretty cool. Uh, Number six, he tweeted a video October 26 of himself bringing a sink into Twitter headquarters. Remember, see the video of him actually carrying the kitchen sink. Everything but yeah. the kitchen sink, and he brought in the kitchen sink into the uh, Twitter headquarters before taking over. And the tweet said, uh, lettering entered uh, Twitter, entering Twitter headquarters, let that sink in. Uh, number seven. In April, he tweeted, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. He's a free speech absolutist. He stayed true to form, reinstating the suspended accounts of Trump and psychologist Jordan Peterson and Marjorie Taylor Greene in November. Uh, his eighth one, he said, I hope even my worst... Oh, no, I'm sorry, he did that one. His, uh, his eighth one was his uh, Second Amendment rights in a photo of his bedside table. Uh, he uh, talked about his uh, Second Amendment rights, and his bedside table shows a picture of uh, the American flag from Revolutionary Days and the Revolutionary War being flown, uh, a bunch of uh, beer cans, and a loaded gun. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, number nine, the October tweet received more than two 
2.3 million likes a day after his takeover, and the tweet read, comedy is now legal on Twitter. And the other, uh, number 10, uh, the morbid tweet received more, almost 2 million likes. Uh, number 10, if I die under mysterious circumstances, <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> Which is pretty bizarre. Anyway. Uh, speaking of guns. Yes. I finally got to shoot that shotgun Mike Brooks got us. Remember, oh, no, remember our little short? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah how, where'd you do that? My, oh, back here, my, back sis, door. my sister's, <laughs> my sister's uh, boyfriend yeah. has a, a, a kind of a, a house over on the Etowah River. Oh. It's kind of uh, out there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I brought it over and, and, and showed it to him. He goes, that's pretty neat. You want to shoot it? I go, where are we going to shoot it? He goes, off the back porch. So we went and shot the river, and boy, it's oh, it's loud. Okay, yeah, it's loud, and it's got it's got a pretty good kick, not a major, but a pretty good little kick. It's a small, it's a short, short, short stock, and And it was fun. (laughs) And did you shoot things or just in the water? I said uh, anything particularly aimed at, and he goes space. So well, yeah, the, yeah. the river down there. We need we some when the spring comes. We I know, need to I wanna, take yeah, all to, my guns and your all stuff and get some watermelons and pumpkins and coke bottles and beer can whatever and go to some dump or some somebody's got land somewhere and just shoot the crap out of it. And yeah. some updated uh, shooting things. Um, updated uh, ear protectors. Well, oh, yeah. I, I just turned off my <laughs> ear rockets now. <laughs> you know, you know, Got to make that mistake again. I still kicking myself. I I hate my life. Every single minute of every single day. I I hate hearing every single minute of every single day. And I did it myself. Yes, see Mr. Funny Pants. <laughs> I mean, you know, just like trying to listen to music in my car and stuff. Right. It's just, anyway. Um, but I did it myself. I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I did it to myself. Okay, can we talk? We got a bunch of spo- uh, 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 sports things, but first, first, quick thing. Um, I want to talk about a whole bunch of sports stuff here. With Are we going to, uh, uh, Blaine asked a good question here. Yeah. Are we going to try and get a set time to start Tuesdays and Thursdays? Do you think we can do that? Well, or is, is it problem, we have to Flounders, go by Flounders because he, he, be he leaves mobile? the station whenever he leaves the station. Uh, so you, it's kind of hard think to we will get unless, the set time or it it's late. gonna float. The pro- yeah, the one thing is, is every other Thursday, I have to do podcasting at extra one hundred six three till one o'clock. Yeah. So you normally on Tuesdays we would be able to start by noon. So we'll try and start at noon on Tuesday. Tuesday. And Thursdays, Thursdays we may start a little. Yeah, like around two, maybe a little later. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Is that all right? Again, at the end of the day, as long as we're doing two shows a week with content, they can go back on YouTube. They can go back and listen to the podcast. So it's not a big deal if we switch some stuff around because they can always just go back and watch it, listen to it anytime. And we're we're thinking about getting on Rumble, too. We're checking into that. So so that would make it a little easier. And and we post it on Twitter, right? So it posts everywhere. So. um, so if you miss it live, don't worry. You can always watch yeah. it. You can yeah. always. And then the other thing I'm going to work on, too, is uh, two-minute reels. I, what's that? What do so, you like, like, you know when you go two on the Twitter? Two minutes of our show? Yeah, so highlights. Oh, and, because yeah, what that does is you want that to Great idea. bring back Who's the, the poor the... bastard who's going to have to go through and find two minutes of highlights? <laughs> <laughs> or somebody wrote, hey, I just tuned in. Uh, what did I miss? And Scotty goes, nothing really. <laughs> uh, Scotty the window guy, probably. I got you. Thank you, Scotty. <laughs> I missed his anniversary, and he's out to get me. Son. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk sports here with Pete in just a second. Yeah. First, uh, Jeremy Renner. I know. I, I still I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, apparently, he was working a snowplow. I don't know how. Yeah, I'm not sure it how big like a snowplow was. It sounds like a snowplow hit him. 
Well, this, it said, yeah, well, again, he was, leg a, in he was, he uh, renders the famous actor, 51, great Hawkeye. guy. Uh, he's in a million things. Um, uh, and he was at home in Nevada at his, uh, the only person involved. So he couldn't have been hit by somebody else. He was the only guy there. And it was his snowplow, apparently. And they think, now, again, we don't know whether uh, he, he was going up a, a, a hill and it overturned. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if that was the, and I did hear somebody said that it, he may have been going up a hill and it overturned on him. That's not good. Um, two, but anyway, two he's surgeries, like, man. Yeah. And he got his chest, uh, hurt his leg and his chest, I guess. Mm. But anyway, he's alive and he's in the hospital. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Um, uh, Anita Pointer died. Remember yeah. the Pointer sisters, 74 years old. She had cancer for quite a while. I'm not sure what kind. Uh, she uh, the girls won three Grammys. I'm so excited and fire. Um, uh, Pointer Sisters, very famous groups. Yeah. Um, and one more kind of a media thing. And Barbara Walla. Uh, Barbara Walla. Yeah, back uh, did she? Although she didn't she uh, Thursday she, or Friday. Uh, Thursday, yeah. When we did a, mm-hmm. after we did the last show and and. Uh, and, and by the way, I remember uh, when she was in her, I think it was in her fit, might have been 60, and it was either Vanity Fair or Co- it might have been Cosmo, uh, put a glamour shot of Barbara Walters on the cover or something, did a big thing of her showing cleavage and a, a beautiful black, I mean, she was a knockout. Well, she was good looking when she was younger. Barbara Walters was a knockout. Like uh, Gloria Steinem was yeah, good looking Gloria, when she was younger. She had great legs for a, for a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and one more quick, uh, um, I got, this may be shorter than I thought because I, I thought you guys should watch it. The uh, TV series 1883 was supposed to be a prequel to Yellowstone. It was supposed to be very famous. Um, and and they're, not, they're not bringing it back for a second season. I never saw it. I think I saw one, one part of it. And I think it was the series where they had this little like 13-year-old blonde girl who then was taken with the guys to go on the road, rounding up the stuff to go across the, de- the country. I don't know. It looked a little kinky to me. I couldn't really quite get into it. Uh, but apparently it's not going to, it was very, supposed to be very famous. Uh, and it was by Taylor Sheridan. Uh, and uh, it was called 1883, and they did not renew it for a second season, even though they did renew it for a second season. Studio executives didn't know that uh, the main characters were all killed off in the first season. And the executives didn't know uh, the guy Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan, who who wrote the thing and and made the, the story, said, quote, I know they read the scripts, but they don't read the scripts. So when they read the last episode of 1883, I don't think they digested what had happened, even though I made it quite clear from the very beginning. The story I heard is that Bob Backish of Paramount Global watched it and said, wait a minute, she dies? They all die? Uh, what do we do in season two? I said, there is no season two. They're all killed off. He said, there's got to be one because the studio already picked it up for season two. Was that why they went ahead and did 1923? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so <laughs> you catch the picture. The studio's going, wait a minute. We just signed up. We're paying millions to have a second season, but they're, they're all dead? So the guy said, I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, if they all died at, at a high rate and knocked off Sam Elliott and Isabel May knocked off in the season finale 1883 was the Dutton family history laid out as members leave Texas for Montana uh, frontier settlers so the Sheridan said I'll tell you what I'll do a different spin-off I'll call it the legacy of 40 years uh, and it will start it in 1923 and so they put that on instead I, I question 
Who leaves Texas and goes to Montana? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Let's go where it's frigid as hell. Yeah, I mean, Montana's gorgeous unless uh, yeah. it's after September 1st. And then, you know, it's like the Dakotas. I mean, my God. Wow. Uh, uh, but it's I, I God I I I was in I couldn't wait to keep driving through the Wild West the Black Hills know, and the Badlands and uh, oh I'm mean, just spectacular watch I watch actual horseback rodeo roundups and cattle roundups live buff wild bison herds and oh my God can't get enough of it um, uh, anyway so that's cool now can, let me do a couple of sports things here we got a whole bunch of sports things here Pete uh, reaction to the Peach Bowl. Well, it was amazing. <laughs> all the people screaming and hollering about Spencer. And, you know, they were even talking about, bring the other guy. You know, what other guy? Come on, give me a break. Kaysen. Uh, and then he did it again. He d- and I'll tell you what, the, the greatest move of the last generation was Ohio State pulling that fake punt and Kirby Smart seeing what they were about to do and calling Call time, time out. Because that was the game. Racing, racing, racing. If he hadn't done that, very likely could have made the ball game. That, that was the ball yeah. game, well, in my, my opinion. Yeah, I that agree. is unbelievable. Yeah. He had studied them and knew what they were going to do yeah. and changed he that. He didn't like what that, that point. He saw, oh, I mean, you could see it. He said, oh, no. Yeah, because anytime he does something, you, I mean, he's very yeah. theatrical. Very in animated. Sense, I, mean, I mean, you could see. The other thing he did, though, is Stetson didn't have a great first second. I called him Spencer. I'm sorry, Stetson. But he didn't have a good first half. No. And well, Kirby, he didn't against Alabama last year either. Same, same thing. But Kirby kind of called him out a little bit after the game. Oh, well, they're walking off the field at halftime. He's got his arm around him, chewing him out as yeah. they're going. And I'm going, you better get your act together yeah. Yeah. or he is going to pull you. Right. Right. Uh, it was just amazing coaching. And for Stetson to come back and do, do what he did with all that pressure on him and, and Ohio State's defense sucking, thank God, as well, it always does. Well, I, but I mean, you got that was a great. I, I will say this I saw a couple of, of uh, Stetson's passes at the end part of the game. He looked like Joe Namath. It was. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like, sorry, I almost knocked on your house. Uh, it, I mean, it was, you know, Namath had the fastest, like Marino, I mean, the fastest yeah. release, and just like a freaking bullet. Well, and I saw Stetson do a couple of those, and he didn't even look like he's, he doesn't look like he's the kind of guy who he has doesn't. that kind of zip. He does. But I saw a couple that were, I was very, I mean, and he won. I mean, you know, and now. He's now, a winner. What do you, now you thought, and again, the TCU game over Michigan, holy cow. Who can't pull for the horned frogs? Yeah, you got to. If, but, unless you're, I got on, Georgia, Georgia fans. You're going to be the only people in this entire that. country that is going to be – even yeah. SEC, other SEC fans, yeah. and we usually all come together and, and go for the SEC team. Oh, even the rest Georgia. of us are yeah. going for TCU. Yeah, of course they are. Because sure. you want to see a team come out of nowhere and yeah. just upend everything. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I didn't know anything about them. I mean, because it gives every team hope. Yeah. No, if you had bet TCU to go to the championship game, you'd be a millionaire right. right now. Nobody thought that could. Happen. It gives hope to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it could, now, what do you think about the game that's coming up? I mean, they're pretty damn impressive, man. Georgia, I think, will get their act together and win. And win. Well, the other thing that was Easily. really cool is the shanked field goal was two seconds before midnight. It, it hit well, right, it at, hit the right at the same time. He, he midnight, kicked it, boom, it landed. one day, and it landed on the other. It was the ball drop. Yeah, it was in the air in 2022, and it and landed in 2023. And he shanked the shit out of that thing. Now, was it his fault or was it the holders? I they, don't, who knows? I think he, I think he, he was tried cons- too hard. He was consoling the holder almost immediately. He was like, he was going oh, up was to he? the holder. Oh, well, my and, and I don't know, but he, yeah, he just. Maybe he had it at an angle or wrong angle. Well, you know, the one before, which he made, had gone sideways yeah. spinning, and you never want to see that, yeah. but yeah. he made it. Yeah. So you got to wonder if it was the holder. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. also uh, our old uh, producer Mikey Rose, cool. Mike Rose, he, Mikey, he put a picture up of him at the Peach Bowl, and there was a sign of parking uh, of, of Amex or uh, credit cards only, a hundred dollars to park to the for the Peach Bowl game, a wow. yeah. hundred bucks. I went parked. Whoa! <laughs> I thought that was kind I'd of either thing. Uber. I'm not putting um, my car down there. Now, a couple things uh, uh, at the Rose Bowl game. Um, uh, they had they were showing the crowd when they were playing the Star Spangled Banner, and there was a picture of a guy with this little cute little blonde girl, probably seven or eight years old, probably uh, seemed to be his daughter, and he had his hat on. And all of a sudden, from the side of the picture, you see a guy's arm slam him like that. And he takes his hat off. He had had his hat on, and some uh, a guy next to him hit him in the chest <laughs> to tell him to take your freaking hat off, which he did, which I thought was he great. I forgot. Well, he probably did. But again, it wasn't like he had a fight about it. But it was, you know, somebody said, "Hey," and he took it off, and which is perfect. If it was an accident, nobody got in an argument about it. But it was like, oh, my God, I had my hat on. And I thought in front of the little girl, I thought that was it was a great video shot. Lasted two seconds, and it and it and struck me as something important. Scotty makes a good point. This may be. The best, I mean, there's been a lot of clunkers, but it's also been some of the greatest ball games you will have ever seen. Well, in I two think days this is the two game. best playoff games Whew. that I remember. Yeah. I think Don, we're talking. there may have been more than the 1960s and, and or what, something. And, okay. These, those, those two games, I think, those 14 <laughs> two games. A small doctor school from New Orleans just beat Southern yeah, yeah, Cal yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the Cotton Bowl. And they blew, Southern Cal blew what a 14 point lead with four minutes to go, yeah. 15 points with four minutes to go. I know, I know. To Tulane? Yeah, I know. Biggest game since the 1930s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just blows my mind. <laughs> if you had bet TCU in the championship game in Tulane, yeah, I know. going to the Cotton Bowl, much less beating USC. I know. I know, Holy cow. I mean, it, it's all because of the transfer portal. Yep. It's changed well, everything. That's true. That's true. Well, look what Deion Sanders did with his group, and, and I mean, what he's going to do in Colorado. He's going to do in Colorado. Uh, and the other thing about one of the thing about the Rose Bowl, uh, the guy took off his hat. The band playing the Star Spangled Banner hit the high note at the end, which I like. In the land of the free, free, and the home of the brave. I'm sorry, it's important to me. Before I die, which somebody's going to do it the way I want. Which and band, the band did it? I don't know, but it was perfect, and I recorded it on my. In fact, I played it back and put and recorded it on my VCR so that I can play that two minutes in the Star Spangled Banner. You should send band. a thank you note. To I me. should send him a note. Um, and, uh, and now one other thing: um, the game was out of control. Utah was getting creamed. Uh, by Penn State, was it? I can't remember. Penn yeah, State. Penn State and, and beat Utah. Utah. Okay, and Utah was getting creamed at the very end of the. And I didn't watch much of it. I'm going. I was switching back and forth, and I watched the last two minutes to see if it was going on or whatever it was. And you got one of the announcers. I don't know who they were. One of the announcers at the, the at the uh, Rose Bowl game was saying something like. Um, uh, well, you know, it's certainly uh, out of control now, but I guess they're going to. I guess Utah's going to keep playing. Uh, I guess it's important to somebody, you know, because the uh, score is really da 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 da. And I'm thinking to myself, you son of a bitch! You're t- these kids are not going to be professional yeah, yeah. athletes at the University of Utah. This is the last game they're ever going to play. This is the most important thing in their entire careers as football players that they're ever going to do. They're in the freaking Rose Bowl. Uh, uh, was that at the end of the game? Uh, yeah. You know what they're talking about? Gambling, because they scored when Utah scored at the very last minute. There, oh jeez, the over it got, went over. Oh, that's right, the over hit. And See, you I notice never even, they're all doing it now. And I don't know if they're being told they can't talk about. You're it not, not supposed but to do all that. Saying, well, that's going to make some people happy and some people unhappy. 
They're, okay, gambling is every bigger part of it. Why can't they just come out and say, well, that puts it over. That's so, the over. Wow, Why can't still, they just say it? I know, I know. I still don't like it. But again, my, my th- you know, I didn't get that. Now that you've said that, I, I kind of, that may well be it. But the, other, the impression I got was, was that he was saying, to, you, know, those, you know, those guys in Utah, you know, you know, it's over. You're, gonna, you're yeah. getting creamed. Why are you even by the level? You know, by, you know, I guess somebody thinks it's still important or something like that. And again, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, and then, but here, and I thought, you bastard. I mean, what a nasty thing to say. These are, you know, parents are watching their kids. I mean, it's just what a nasty thing about these dedicating their career, college career. Anyway, and it'll be, oh, after that, they'll never play another game of football. So, it, you know, it is important to them. It is it's important. their personal life, for God's sake. more important to the game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but again, and then uh, and the good news was, the reason I mentioned this at all, is because after a break, I came back, I was watching again, and what, I th- it might have been the other announcer in the cast was saying something like, um, well, you know, the, the nice thing is, Bob, that a lot of these athletes will never get a chance to do this professionally. So it gives them a chance to uh, uh, have a fun memory for the something to last the rest of their life, doing what I was saying to the guy. Finally, um, someone must have said, you idiot, you've got to, you know, these it's important to these kids. You can't mock them no, like that's, that. That's not what I was I, Well, somebody finally did the right thing and said, you know, this is important to those kids uh, and they'll never forget it. And they've got to the Rose Bowl, that, that, that. So, but, and again, it just the whole thing was just... You know, these freaking sports people. You know, I just <laughs> no. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I mean, it. I don't know. It was just, it was just ugh. mocking kids for God's sake. I sense. felt bad for the Utah quarterback. He got knocked out of the game two years in a row at the Rose Bowl. That poor Cam Rising. Oh, that's right. That poor guy. <laughs> oh, let me ask you this. Um, uh, speaking of football, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, the quarterback of Utah. No, of USC on his fingers had printed F, the word F, Utah, blank Utah. A few weeks ago. On his fingers. And Kirk Herbstreet, like, was it last night, or uh, whenever they, when they were playing, uh, when he was, uh, it was uh, during the game. He didn't do it again against TCU, did he? No, not TCU. I'm sorry about Tulane. He no, didn't do that to he Tulane, did it, too. He but, did it to Utah. Right, but Kirk Herbstreet, on the air, actually said, you know, uh, condemned him and said, you know, that, the coach shouldn't have allowed that to happen. The quarterback never should have done that. And and then Kirk Herbstreet said, excuse my French, uh, he said the coach was totally out of line for allowing that to happen. The kid never should have been allowed to do that. They need to clean this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it on ESPN. Good. Good. <laughs> Which is perfect. Anyway, I thought that was. That, I thought that frankly, was pretty, uh, that's not Heisman Trophy stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And he again, he was the big star, and he and you don't do that. I mean, it's just classless. It, it's classless. Well, it's U.S. It's University of Spoiled Children. There's a reason. Yeah, but they haven't deserved that uh, to be act like that for fifteen. And they years. won't as long as they have that coach but who doesn't play defense. Who was the defense? left-handed quarterback they had that was so good a few years ago? Liner. Yeah, Liner. It's been since Liner. They have no reason to talk about anything at USC, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but, you know, in years when they had OJ and all the running back year, all that kind of Reggie stuff, Bush. that's one thing. Yeah. When they had, when they were bragging about always being in the top five people in the world, that's 20 years ago, my friends. You know, so screw you, USC, you assholes. I found, going through all my waterlogged crap, I found an old uh, Sports Illustrated from 1990, and it's OJ with the Bills. And the headline is, <laughs> why can't they all run like OJ? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, because they're not being chased by the police. Right. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> uh, one more kind of a sports note. Uh, Martina Navratilova has uh, two cancers now. Throat and breast. She has throat, uh, the new one is throat cancer. Uh, she had breast cancer 10 years ago. Uh. 
uh, and now that's back, and throat cancer, both in early, well, she had the breast cancer before, but she is said to be in the early stage of these things, and it's treatable. Uh, but clearly, uh, you know, she's in trouble. But she's 62 now or yeah, so I forgot like to that. write it down. Yeah. And again, um, I, I quit my quick, uh, Martina and I've heard the love story when I was in New Orleans and I was doing TV stuff and sports stuff and good stuff. Um, and I got to play in a celebrity tennis match. And I played with a girl named Wendy, and the other guy was the uh, Wendy's Turnbull, maybe or something. I don't remember. It's back in 1978, maybe. Uh, and I played, and I played with uh, with a girl named Wendy, a pro uh, girl, a pro tennis thing. Uh, and the other team we played, doubles team we played against, was the sports director at the TV station in town, and Martina Navratilova, and she served to me. So I'm back there, you know, like, and I played a lot of tennis back then. I was, you know, I got hit pretty hard, you know, thing. So I'm dancing around and having come back there like a <laughs> freaking goof. And Martina Navratilova starts serving. I swear to God, she hit that ball. It must have curved 30 feet. I mean, like, zoing, like <laughs> I couldn't even see. Is there a video? Bong. Oh, <laughs> and I, I actually did return one and w- scored a point. I actually got it past the other the other guy. The the guy was playing again on the other side. So I won a couple of points against her. But if, I mean, she was all, and they were taking it easy, obviously. Uh, but I mean, what a remark. She was very sweet. She was very nice, and everything was fine. Uh, and this was back in the days when she had just kind of come out as, I mean, it was her enormous uh, talent and, and popularity. Uh, but again, man, that freaking ball, I mean, I've never seen anything like it to this day. It's like that. It's just it's astounding. Anyway, uh, we wish her the best. She's, uh, uh, she's a tremendous athlete and, uh, you know, she was a trendsetter and she's a, she's a major uh, name in uh, women's sports, uh, tennis anyway. All right. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I want to do a, a, a uh, oh, I have one more thing on the on the Musk. Ta- Real uh, quick, did you guys see, you know who Dana White is? Yeah, the uh, the EMFA or uh, yeah. UFC guy. UFC or got in a fight with his wife at a, ball, at a club on New Year's and they both slapped each other. <laughs> There's a video on Twitter, like. Really? Both of them. She slapped him and then he slaps her. And they kind of get it gets broken up, but it wasn't oh, like a punch you. or anything like that. Well, but I'll bet she. You know, she issued a like statement you. saying we had both had too much to drink and both parties were wrong. Yeah, no charges or uh, again, I don't know, no, but she hit first. Yeah, first ball. That's right. Yeah, you, I'll, I'll show down. you the video, but he, he's just like, oh, well, Dana, he's you no, know, he, he he was like the UFC guy. Yeah, right? He he started UFC. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a major he's a big guy. Yeah, well, you know, and I'll bet his wife's up. I'll bet she's a pistol. I'll bet. I'll bet his wife is a, you know, doesn't take any crap off anybody, including him. <laughs> I mean, you know, could be married to a guy like that. I mean, he's an MFM and whatever it is, fighter, a cage fighter, for well, God's sakes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump's taxes were released. Um, uh, one of the other reasons. <laughs> what do you got? Sophia, but you're talking about Martina? Yeah. You probably could have turned her if you had a salmon on you. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Here's the head. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, he gave Did her a little pop the, I didn't see hers up, first, up though. The Did camera? it show the beginning? I didn't see the beginning. I'll send it to you. Yeah, anyway, it's kind of, yeah, it's he gives her a little, little of a slap in the face, but he doesn't, he doesn't hit her, he, he gives her a little pop. Slap. Yeah, well, he knew better than to punch her in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bad. 
Anyway, I thought this was amusing uh, more about Donald Trump. After his long fight, uh, they released his taxes finally. You got another reason Rob Reiner was going to hang himself because nothing happened. And in fact, Here's the headline. Uh, after Trump's 2015-2020 tax info released after a long legal fight, returns show how he used tax law to minimize liability. Yep. Duh. Duh. <laughs> he actually used the law to take advantage of the law. You bastard. The only thing to stop this out-of-control behemoth is to starve it. Quit I mean, giving it money. The fact that there's even a headline that says something like I that know. to America. Well, he's minimized his pain. Everybody dirty does. Scumbag. Everybody minimizes. I would pay zero if I could get away with it. Zero. God. Like, maybe I do. And again, it's a major news story. Somehow. Uh, all right, Elon Musk. Uh, oh, uh, uh, very. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, I know what. I'm sorry. I got to go back here. I got to do the Elon Musk story. <laughs> no, no, I have to. I have to. Well, I have to get into my uh, email nice. as opposed to my texting, and this is on the email thing. Uh, speaking of Elon Musk. He, among other uh, uh, children, he has a two-year-old son, and apparently the woman he knocked up for this one, because I guess he's never been married, or if he was, I, I think he was, was he married once and that didn't last, or, I don't know, but anyway, he, yeah. he, he goes around, he has women that he has children with, and one of them, the girl named Grimes, who's fairly famous as a one-named girl of his, uh, they have a two-year-old son, and she says that their two-year-old son can identify obscure rocket design and shadows engineering strategy media. Meetings. Uh, apparently, I guess this kid's name is X. <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, he's a two-year-old uh, mother of the thing thing. Tweeted, it should be normal. She says it should be normal to have kids in the workplace. Baby joy is contagious for adults. Amazing to have at work, and they learn so much. Win-win for all. Her son, whose name is X A E A dash twelve, I swear to God, was born May twenty twenty. Shady, she says. He shadows engineering strategy meetings, can identify obscure rocket design, knows all ABT grid fins, entry burns, and robots. Her comments come after the Washington Post reports that he runs around Twitter's offices while his father met with the trust and safety chief to talk about moderation and content. Uh, she said his, uh, her son would use the F word when his toy rockets fail to reach orbit. He, uh, he's two. If he doesn't get his rocket to work, he just drops the F-bomb. Uh, he has destroyed them all because he doesn't realize they aren't real, so he rips off the boosters and whatnot trying to emulate a real rocket, then accuses me of trickery for giving him fake rockets and becomes inconsolable. So the user says, well, just buy him another one. She says, yeah, he says rocket landing, the words rocket landing, 200 times a day. Musk has at least 10 other kids, and who really knows? He had twins with uh, Siobhan Zelis, an executive at his company Neuralink. Um, his first daughter, Exa Dark Sidoral, uh, was born with Grimes and a surrogate. His other kids are Griffin, Vivian, Kay, Kai, Saxon, and Damien. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, that's a fairly uh, amazing story. Um, Oh, oh, and speaking of, uh, of um, uh, social media and big tech and so forth, now I shall do my January 3rd. 
And by the way, from now on, we're going to be actually communicating with each other. Well, we could have today. Well, yeah. You, the, you, you were driving <laughs> over here. We could have talked right the whole time in the cars. Okay. The I, whole time. I get out of the show. Okay, first of all, getting here at 11 is a lot different than getting here at 1 or 2, which is fine because I'm still, but I'm, I'm working from 5 a.m. until I leave the house to come to the thing. And we did the show a little earlier today because there's bad weather coming. Right. But Flounders, which is fine. I'm, I'm very happy about it. Anyway, the point was, I'm getting out of the shower. I'm getting dressed. <laughs> I'm going to leave in about four minutes. The phone rings, and it's Pete. And he says, oh, well, I like you wanted. I guess we can talk about the format for the show now. I said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you no, know, I need that last night. You got a 30-minute drive here that we could have talked the whole time in the car. <laughs> it's too late. I, Why is it too late? Pete, we'll, we'll talk about it after the show. When I, do you I, think I'm calling you at 8 in the morning? No, no, no. I, well, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll tell you what I need and how we need to have this happen. But, but because right now, I'm everything I own, I'm having to take out of a box, wipe off, and put it in another I, box. Okay, well, so that, I don't have that, a whole lot not, of time. No, that's not the issue. That's not the thing. But right. we'll, we'll, everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. But again, so I call, I always, he's been pitching for two years to call him. I call him, and he hangs up on me. Well, because I'm getting out I'm of the just shower. out of the shower. I can picture you with the hair wrapped around your head. You have a towel around your head. He's going to blame me. because I'm he's dripping just, wet. He thinks he's communicating by calling me on the I'm way glistening. to the show. It's a little late to I'm line just up. Out the, of the shower, little late, uh, late to line up the elements of the show when the show's about to start. <laughs> anyway, all right. Now, April, January third, nineteen seventy-seven. That's not what I meant. Okay, a guy named Ronald Wayne considered himself a lucky man when Apple Computers was incorporated on January third, nineteen seventy-seven. He was a lucky man, not because of the potential windfall, but because he had extricated himself months earlier from what he considered a potentially risky partnership with Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. <laughs> as the company's co-founder, as well as the most mature and experienced of the three, Ronald Wayne had been given a 10% stake to essentially serve as Apple's parent charged with keeping the other two eccentric geniuses under control. But that, as Wayne later recounted, was like having a tiger by the tail. Two of them, actually. And as the only partner with any assets that could be seized, Wayne decided that the risk was too hazardous. So he was grateful to be set free with a check for... $800. Oh, my God. That amount more than doubled to $1,600 when, to avoid any potential legal issues, the new company formally bought out the old company. The co-founder thought he was flush with cash, almost two grand, although he relinquished the slice of the apple pie, eventually became worth in excess of $30 billion. God. Ronald Wayne always insisted he was never bitter. As he told the Daily Mail in 2013, if I had stayed with Apple and accepted the limitations on my philosophy of life, I could have well ended up the richest man in the cemetery. Nah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Instead, Wayne remained... This is, listen to this last sentence. Instead, Wayne remained alive and well, selling stamps and coins out of his mobile home in Nevada, collecting Social Security. Because he was the older of the guy to bring in these two wild eccentric freaks, and he was afraid they'd would get him in trouble. Would you? Holy cow! Think if you're one of the other two at some point, you, you should have given him a, a couple of million dollars. You What's it to yeah, you at I mean, that point? Geez, come on. That's kind that, of a that's dick. The first, the only thing I thought of was you. That can't be. By the way, Rocco. <laughs> 
says, Pete, it's hard for Kimmer to do show prep in his car. <laughs> his typewriter doesn't fit on the dashboard. <laughs> Nowhere to plug it in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> and uh, someone said, uh, Michael says, insert cat fight audio. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. I had something else I wanted to ask you about. That. I'll get to that in a minute. I got some other stuff here. Oh, um, uh, Take your time. No hurry. Oh, no. Well, no a couple of other sports things. Again, uh, Art McDally died. He was a famous uh, referee guy and head of the uh, referees forever. He's 97 years old. I love his globes. Uh, George is a major favorite over the Horned Frogs. Uh, How big? They keep saying that. How, what's yeah. the spread? It what does, is it? Well, it says... Um, 14, 15, uh, 13 and a half. Georgia opened, thir- opened a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, which means that they have to win by 14 in order to have you— cl- if, you if they win by if less than 14 points, you don't, you don't win the Georgia bet. If you right. bet Georgia to win, but they only win by 13, you don't win, right? Isn't that what that means? Right. Okay. Because I, I'm not—I mean, really, I'm I totally— if we, You have to have Brett Barney describe all this because well, he's the only one who knows all of this What stuff. it means is if, if you're betting for them to win, they have to win by at least 13-and-a-half points, and there's no such thing as 13-and-a-half, so they have to win push? by 14. Well, yeah, that's true. There's no, there can't be a push right, at right. one half. That's why they do it. Um, and so they have to, if they win by 13, you don't win your bet. So it seems to me, you know, which is, which is the way, you know, it's, it's handicapping. It's like in golf. If I play against you, but you're a beginner, then clearly I'm going to beat you. So they give you strokes to make it a more of an even match. So your, your 10 on a hole is the same as my 5 on a hole. They make it even. But that's what, they just make it easier for more people to gamble. But it's just to make more people gamble their lives away, like my two brothers who lost everything because of gambling. Two brothers of mine <laughs> lost six-figure <laughs> inheritances gambling. I love that. Every I time lost mine in uh, real estate. <laughs> but. They do that uh, uh, every time they do the thing, talking about it, there's that big thing. If you have a problem with yeah, right. gambling, call this number. <laughs> yeah, a little late. And you know no. what that means to me? Yeah. There's still hope for freedom in this country because you have the freedom in this country yeah, to lose everything That's and right. screw up. Yeah, you can do it. It's you, not. Yes, yeah, not. You can yeah. smoke. You can smoke cigarettes. You know. You can drink beer and uh, drink liquor and you know. Well, uh, from a lot of states, you can do hard drug. You can do marijuana, and I think mushrooms now yeah, in Colorado. That's right. Yeah. Brutal. Um, <laughs> all right, coming up. Hold on. Do we want to do the quiz of who you'd like to have dinner with? Sure, a, a musician, a sports guy, and, po- and a politician. Also, uh, there's a quick commentary here about a guy who says Atlanta is now stronger than ever, and we are the beacon to the world. Atlanta, the beacon of uh, happy goodness. Also, uh, do you think uh, we should have sports betting in Georgia? Yeah. Casino gambling in Georgia. How about horse racing in Georgia? I don't know. I don't want horse, I don't racing, want horse racing anywhere. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Except also, uh, the state of marriage in America. Delmar. And uh, a quick Dear Abby thing. We'll get to that. Plus, I got, I got double... Uh, history of birthday things because I prepared as though we were doing a Oh, please a don't do show. two days. No, Just no. do one I, I, day. Give me a break. I, I, I only do things that are fun and interesting. Okay. And, and so if they're fun and interesting, what difference does it make what day they were? Okay, uh, Founder, do you agree with that? Critical. Uh, synopsis? Well, for example, right, let me give you an example. I'll, I'll try to give you an example. Um, uh, what is the name, what's the name of the show where the guy is an actor and he's a murderer? He uh, was a Marine and... He, Oh, that's one on um, yeah. HBO. HBO. It stars and he Hader, was, Bill Hader. Yeah. 
And he was a Marine, and he came to... Yeah, it's a got, very funny show. He's, a, he's a, a contract killer, and he got into acting class. Yeah, it's a one-name And I can't remember show. the name of the show, but it's a great... Uh, anyway, well, on it's that show, show uh, there's a guy named Anthony Kerrigan, who's 39 years old today, which I was going to add. Actually, 39 years old yesterday Barry? when I put this together. Barry. 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 The show is Barry on HBO. Uh, he's the bald Russian weirdo guy, the secret gay guy on the Killer series. And his name is Anthony Kerrigan. He's 39 years okay. old. And you like the series, you would have known okay. Never heard of this guy. Don't know who you're talking about. Do you know who he's talking about? No, here? but have you ever seen Bill Hader's impression of Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's Malkovich. It's spot on. It's, ama- it's amazing. <laughs> but see, you, you, it's uh, interesting. No one's ever heard you, of that guy, Kimmer. You love that show. You watch that show I, all I, the time. I watched the first show. I don't have HBO. I haven't found oh, it for I three thought, years. Well, uh, I thought you liked it. Well, how about this, then? Well, this, this is important. Uh, okay, can we vote on that? Was that interesting, Flounder? <laughs> all right. David Cohn, the picture of uh, famous people. I hate him. 59. Cuba Gooding Jr. Show me the money. I hate fifty-four. Is Jesus, he, Mary and he was, Joseph. Uh, he got canceled. Uh, Cuba uh, Gooding Jack, Jr. Jack Hanna, famous animal guy, seventy-five yeah. years old yeah, today. Yeah. See, uh, those yesterday. are those three at least are interesting. The first Edgar guy Martinez, now. Hall of Famer, fifty-nine. Already. Fernando Tatis, San Diego got banned uh, for his uh, drug thing. Which Twenty-three one? years old. Tw- okay, the younger one. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Kate Bosworth is still amazingly beautiful at thirty-nine. What Not does she that's do? That's any big deal. What did Kate Bosworth ever do? Who is she's she? an actress. Who, you don't know Kate, do? the brunette, beautiful I, I, Kate Bosworth? I can't remember anything she's done. What does she oh do? Oh, my God. Well, I'm just not going to bother putting all this shit together. <laughs> I'm just saying, you did, the first one you lead off with is Andrew Kerrigan. Well, Who I thought, the hell is that? I did that for you because I thought you loved that show, Barry, because you told me that, you bastard, and I did it for you, and now you're turning against me, you son of a bitch. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Jesus. I, okay, let, let's God. P- people who are watching this right now, <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard of Andrew Carroll? Well, obviously they're going to say, I'm an idiot and I was never, should never, never speak again. Uh, 1872, the 71-year-old leader of the Mormon church, Brigham Young, was arrested for bigamy. He had 25 wives. <laughs> <laughs> bigamy, bigamy. 1979, Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols went on trial for yeah. murdering his girlfriend. A month later, he died of a heroin overdose that's, at 21. That's interesting. Well, there you are. Um, 1959, Luna won nearly reached the moon way before the uh, Kennedy space thing. Luna 1 was a Russian spacecraft supposed to crash into the moon did from Russia, didn't make it, but it was the first man-made object to reach enough velocity to escape the Earth's atmosphere. Rocco says, hey, Please, no double birthdays. Ring the bell after every birthday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one more. Uh, 1879, Thomas Edison began construction of his first generator designed to torture baby seals to make their skin softer for doorknob covers. Now, see, once again, a lot of people didn't get that in history books. Uh, 1892, back when people came here illegally, (laughs) those were the days when they signed the book. America's first immigration center opened in 1892 at Ellis Island. The first person to pass through was Annie Moore. She was 15. From where? Well, it didn't say. We didn't let Irish in, did we? I there's no need for the Irish. In 1965, Broadway Joe Namath signed the richest rookie contract in the history of pro football. That's how it's changed for 1965. And in 1971, talk about changes, the federal ban on TV advertising for cigarettes. No more cigarette advertising on TV. How they legally got that to ban one product that is still legal to buy, because you can still advertise liquor 
I know. Well, they, for, not for a while, but they brought that yeah, back. Yeah, brought that back, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, well, I'll, I'll put aside and see this. Question, P, did you see Skip Bayless's tweet? Skip Bayless. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me read the tweet. I, I think they, they people, okay, he ended it well. He started off, he was a little tone deaf, but he started it off badly, and then he, at the end he said with the right thing. He should have started with the right thing first. I don't know what you're talking but about. It, okay, yeah, read so the tweet. he read this. Right after the guy, this is why the guy's in the ambulance, probably. They're talking about the Buffalo Bills player yeah. who almost died on the field, and they were talking about the reaction to it and the way it was handled, and people criticized Well, he, in this tweet, he's commenting on them postponing the game indefinitely, and yeah. he says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game game but how this late in the season a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome which suddenly seems so irrelevant wow yeah that's tough but he got i mean he oh, got, got murdered yeah. uh, and we're talking professional other sports writers they want him to resign they they were like that's bullshit yeah, he that's says a lot of stupid things and he started off saying kind of a but he was asking questions that everybody was thinking he raised the issue it was not unusual how, how are we gonna redo this yeah. game yeah yeah but he shouldn't have done it then. He should well, have waited and, a bit. Uh, well, but again, you know, this was all, this happened. It happened live. It's like, remember when uh, Jim McKay was on TV with the Olympics in 1972 and said, oh my God, they're all dead. Yeah. They're telling him in his earpiece, those athletes all got murdered. They're all dead, Jim. You're going to have to tell everybody now. And he's going, uh, they're all dead. They're all, oh my God, they're all dead. I mean, you know, how are you supposed to react to that on a set of a TV live? I was on set, you know, live when we acted when, they, when the James Jones thing came on. I did a 45-minute show with no script. Jim Jones? Jim Jones or whatever. Anyway. Um, but I don't <laughs> think he should resign. That's bull. Yeah, People yeah, just hate stupid. him no matter what. He just raised a point that he should have waited a yeah. bit. Well, there, there was discussion of whether they... You know whether they were going to delay it and whether the NFL right. would give them five minutes to warm up and so no, you can't believe in five minutes to warm up. I mean, everything was going. Live I fully expected to go. Nobody knew what was going on. I thought they were going to keep playing. Yeah. And then after a while, I thought, well, yeah, yeah they, they. I mean, but then you, you can't go back in a locker room for an hour and then come yeah. back and try to play again. And they you were can't. crying and yeah. hugging each other and thinking, yeah. okay, they can't. There was play no way. That. But no. again, it was all happening live. You can't. Right. It's hard to really be that critical of something where no one had ever done this before. Right. Right. There's so, far too many critics out there yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But again, I, I'm, at, at least we're, you know, it's, it's there and it happened. It's real. And let's not, uh, let's not erase the history of it, you know, like they're doing with everything else. It happened. It's real. The reactions are in and now it's done. And so onward we go. Uh, much like our sponsors like Flagco.com. Now the Christmas season is over, but I'll bet you if you're still looking for one of those Christmas light kits and stuff or the special uh, tailgating single or double tailgate hitch for your uh, vehicle and so forth, I guarantee those are still on special of all kinds of stuff at Flagco.com. Flanco.com is where I got my American flag. Uh, it's still, it's been, I've been flying it for a long time, and it's a Western exposure, so all through the summer and every other day when the sun's out, it, uh, you'd think it'd bleach it out. No, no, it's perfect. Just as beautiful as it was the first day. Beautiful uh, uh, colors, red, white, and blue. I have the white pole and the silver ornament kind of thing at the end there, uh, but they have all kinds of ornaments and uh, decoration and lighting kits and beacons and lights and ornaments, and it's not just American flags. Every state flag every country flag, every military flag. Uh, if you want to have one of those banners announcing an open house, they call them bow and arrow flag stuff. They can do that for you too. Whatever you're looking for, they'll make it for you. How about if you're having a party and you want to celebrate uh, an anniversary or a wedding or a, what, a birthday, whatever, you can, those little six-inch toothpick flags have a little banner on them you can stick in a hamburger, they'll make those for you too. Whatever you're looking for, flagcode.com. Uh, check out their custom flags they did for waste management, Volvo. 
Uh, banners, uh, custom gallery on their website, flagco.com. Uh, if you're going to fly it all night, get the lights out there, take care of everything. They have mounting uh, devices even to mount on brick walls, which most people don't have. And I think they're still looking for some workers for the warehouse. Oh, this could be a great opportunity. Get the flag you're looking for. They make perfect gifts, by the way, too. If people, you know, if you go to, if, you know, if you're going to buy an American flag, instead of going to the drugstore or, you know, I mean, I mean, really, that, that's not, okay, that's not it. I mean, you're going to get it at Flagco. You get the, exactly what you're looking for, and they get it to you right away. There's no goofing around, uh, and it's really best stuff, and right. they'll take care of everything for you. Flagco.com. Tell them the Kimber sent you. Here's their phone number, 800-962-0956. And on the web, flagco.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Let me, let me ask you something. Yes, here. of let course. Me, in the flounder too. <clears throat> yes. Do you remember this book? Truly tasteless. Yeah, absolutely. 1990, not the 80s. Yeah. This was the rage. I've never seen it. Yeah. Blanche Knott's Truly Tasteless Jokes, Tim. This is a 33-year-old book. I don't book. remember. Here, put it up to the... Uh, so the li- this is number 10. So they've gone through 10 iterations of this at this oh point. Okay. So, yeah. two things. I don't know how bad these are. I did not look at them. All right, well... So should I try up. and edit them, or should we just read them, and if they're bad, we just say... We're we're warning them. Yeah, it's a podcast. They just can read skip it. Yeah. Two minutes. But how long are they? Like thirty seconds. Uh, like yeah, no, just not. a few little well, shorts. All right, from from now until we will raise our hand when it's over. When, when we'll you, go like this. You don't want any here anymore. Right. So don't. Yeah. What's this book called again? Uh, Blanche Knott's Truly Tasteless Jokes Ten. I found it in my box. It was one of the few things that was still dry. Well, remember, I used to frequently do the uh, the uh, non-jokes. Yeah, the you know, anti-jokes. Well, anti-jokes. Uh, which, what's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Childhood cancer. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that, no, if these are like that. That, that stops the room. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyway. All right. We'll start. Oh, good. The first chapter is Polish. All, All right, right. I warned jokes. you. How about the three Poles who walked into the... Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't do that. Oh, if they're too bad even to be... Uh, oh, it's all Lordy. about playing with yourself. Oh, Let's not do that. Well. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> These are really funny. <laughs> all right, I'll do this one. All right. Okay, it's got some bad words in Again, it. I'm warning you. We warned you. The six-year-old Polish boy was dying for a tricycle for Christmas. Does your pecker touch your asshole, asked his father. When his son shook his head, the father asked, then you ain't getting a tricycle, kid. When the kid was 12, he begged his dad for a 10-speed bicycle, but he had to admit that his pecker did not reach his asshole. So forget about the 10-speed, advised his father. Six years later, the kid wanted a new car. 
Does your pecker touch your asshole, asked his father. Jesus. Yep, it does, the boy proudly reported. Okay, go blank yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. That was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. They were truly tasty. Oh, God. It was worse than I thought. All right. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. How no. can, oh, no. unless you find one that... Well, okay. I mean, those are filthy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there was a Polish mother who decided it was time for her son to learn the great American sport of baseball, so off she went to the sporting goods store. How much is this baseball glove, she asked the salesman. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> $20. And the bat? 10 I'll take the bat. Would you like a ball for the bat? No. And she thought over a moment, but I'll blow you for the glove. <laughs> <laughs> That's like 30 years. I, I remember that one from the 70s. I all right, think. one more. I will blow you for the glove. What? Okay, first of all, I have nothing but respect for Polish people. We did not Absolutely. Write, I love the Polish people. And by the way, their women are beautiful. Oh, God. Well, when I was in Chicago, there was, uh, Chicago has more Polish yeah. citizens than any other city in the world other than Warsaw. Warsaw. Yeah. And I, I used to cover the Polish community quite a bit as uh, doing TV stuff. And I'm, every time I show I up on you. TV camera, and those little Polish babies would show up. Man, they were beautiful. My ex-wife was half Polish. Oh. It's because the Mongols came Great through. looking women, man. Those eyes. Is that, mm. What's the difference between a pole and a turd? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the color. Oh, God. No, all right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shannon would have liked that one. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, let's ask a poll here. Would oh. you rather have us continue fighting? <laughs> or, oh, or, or read Lord. Buddies? Maybe that's what we do. We get in an argument. We'll cool off with a truly taste. Oh, good God. Well, we told him new stuff. Uh, we told him new stuff. Um, I heard a couple things on the five that I thought was uh, it was very interesting doing kind of year-end stuff, asking questions. Um What's your middle name? Do you have a middle name? Yes, I do. What's your middle name? And uh, do you know why you have that yes, particular middle name? Exactly. Would you like to share it with us? You don't have to. Both of my names. I was the first boy uh, in a generation or two in both sides, so I got named after father and grandfathers. And, uh, yeah, basically I got named after my father, grandfather for the middle name, and the first name was for my maternal grandfather. What's your middle name? Ray. Ray. Um, and so we named after the thing. Uh, Flounder, how about you? Do you have a middle name? McClelland. And that was from the famous general of the South? Uh, that's uh, my mom's Civil. maiden name. Oh, well, cool. Yep, Even so. better. Um, I don't have a middle name. My brother's is the letter J. Just it's the actually, letter J? Yeah, it's not spelled J. It's the letter J. Uh, well, in our family, my, uh, we have, I'm one of five kids. My older brother is Gene, and his middle name, uh, his, his middle name was Royal. And I don't know, I don't know why... My parents named him that uh, middle name out of, I don't know why. I say I don't know why. Uh, but uh, right there, there's Kim, Jill, Dirk, and Todd, and nobody has a middle name. We don't have any middle names. Mm. They just didn't believe in them. Uh, but on my driver's license back when I first got it and when I was 16 years old, back when they were made out of paper. Did you ever license made out of paper? Yes. Before they laminated them? Yeah. This I was know. years ago. Anyway, uh, and, my, and the driver's license said Kim NMI Peterson. No middle initial. But I would tell my friends it was a, a Sioux Indian. Indian. Uh, <laughs> and they all believed it for years. And years. Sorry, my God. California license in the 80s was paper. 
Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, By the way, we had some feedback on the jokes. Oh, all right, sir. Oh, God, please. <laughs> Cindy, go for it. I miss old-fashioned humor. And she she loved the jokes, by the way. Oh, my God. Uh, Strick says, read the whole book. Well, all right. Well, this, <laughs> this will be uh, This will be well, good stuff for the this, this will be good for the weekend show. Hey, we all can right? sponsor. Oh, yeah. They'd love that one on the radio. <laughs> we can sponsor it, too. If you want to sponsor the truly sponsor tasteless the joke part of the sponsor joke. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, the uh, five also asked, what is your favorite appetizer at a party? If you're going to a really good party, what's your favorite appetizer? My sister made for New Year's little bell peppers, cut little bell peppers in pieces and then put feta cheese, goat cheese in it and cooked it a little bit. Ugh. Oh, my God. It really? Bloop, bloop, peppers bloop, and bloop, goat bloop. cheese? I don't. I'm not feeling as much that. as I could eat. Really? Well, they were great. Is that, is that you? Do you have a favorite before that? My you, mother used to make those little. Remember the little? So you take the little special sausages yeah. and you'd wrap it with a little bit of dough, like biscuit yeah, the, dough. Yeah. Oh, little mini hot dog things. Eat yeah. a million of those. Yeah. Things. Flounder. What about you? Favorite appetizer at a party? Something you always go for? Cheese dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite cheese is like my favorite is the is the cheese dip with ground Saucy, beef. Saucy, yeah, oh, that's so good. My oh. mommy, because and especially when oh. you go to those parties, they have to have the heat under there so it stays warm. Oh, oh, I, I will stand yeah, by the table. <laughs> I knew was about to say that. I, I will have just... conversations <laughs> by the table. So Are can, you going to get a drink? Did you want to grab me one? <laughs> I try to walk around and try to make it unobtrusive. <laughs> we make for every holiday. We make a special atomic dip. Which is pure orange, but as orange as it gets, and you use Fritos scoops. Yeah. And it is the greatest. Well, Fritos bit. are great scoops because they're built for yeah, just that. And in fact, they're called scoops. Hence the name. <laughs> 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 why why did they think of that? Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, uh, uh, Rocco, yeah. replace the birthday segment with the tasteless jokes. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right, that's it. I spent a lot of time on this stuff. Well, the other well, ones people were good. should know. I mean, you, you only know. had one bad one in the box. All bunch. right. Well, I got a couple. I'll do a couple more later. But uh, for, let me know. Let me ask you that. Also on the five, I thought this was very amusing. Um, they were talking about what they want to do for the new year. Do you have any goals for the new year? I mean, truly have a, I, a, a eat wish. healthier. I'm not, yeah, and right now I'm having to live off fast food, basically, in between going to my sisters and they eat. Well, you got to get a new place, but I yeah, mean, but other than that, I mean, that, but I mean, do you have a goal for the new year that you want to? You know, finally go back to sports radio or something, or get yeah, married, or get back with your girlfriend. I mean, do you have a get you have back a, with girlfriend? Are you insane? No, I'm, <laughs> have you met? You've met some of them. I know. I, <laughs> I'm fairly sure one of them is worth it. By the <laughs> way, by the way, Luis, uh, for you say what, what he wants to eat. Yeah, I make Alcaparillas. Alcaparillas. Green bananas, plantains, terror root mashed with picadillo inside. No, no, you I'm ever sorry. heard of any of that stuff? No. Plantain? I don't like oh, plantains. plantain. I don't like. I don't, I don't like, like any of that stuff. Too I don't sweet. like squat. I don't like uh, 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 sweet potatoes. Did you eat your greens and black-eyed peas? No, I don't do that stuff. I don't believe it. Founder. I, I, my final I did wife, not. I ordered a pizza. My final wife made me do that every year we were married because, like, for 15 years or whatever, because she was from New Orleans. Yeah, of course. It's a southern thing. And I had, and every, and we got the king cake and the little, for the little baby and the king cake every Mardi Gras. And all, man, I did all, whatever forgot. she wanted. I did everything she wanted. That, that night, I went to my sister and said, you know what we forgot? She was, oh, my God. But we had ordered Greek food the day before, and they'd brought, sent some green beans over. So I cheated. Uh, I took some of the green beans. Well, there you are. Well, I don't, I don't. 
put any stock in that stuff. Uh, I thought it was funny they were asking what they wanted to do for the new year. Uh, Flounder, do you have a, a, a New Year's kind of goal or something you, you're kind of looking forward to or something you'd like to accomplish or something you need to get done? I'd or? like to find a home, but bad time to buy a home. A house? House home? Yeah, especially in Atlanta. Atlanta. I mean, I don't plan on, I mean... It's the problem is is I mean you're paying seven to eight yeah. percent for yeah. a loan. Well, let's move to Walhalla. <laughs> but think you know the problem is things change when when. when and again, when if, my, if 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 the rent rates weren't so bad, I'd be fine. But rent is going up as well. Well, that's that's the problem. When when I'm, I'm thinking back when my with my starter wife and I when we bought our first actual home and got out of apartments, we had our first child. Jennifer was born in 1972. And we bought our first house. It was back, uh, this was, um, the interest rates were going up and up. And there was a house in a cul-de-sac, in a, a, a residential neighborhood, in a cul-de-sac, four-bedroom house, cost $46,000. And, and my, my uh, mortgage rate was 6%. That's pretty high. And it was, and, and yeah, well, well, I mean, but, uh, and, and it was, it was what they called an assumable mortgage, which means that when you sold your house, the person who bought it could take your mortgage, mortgage. over, which nobody does that anymore because they can do whatever they want. But anyway, so it was 6% mortgage, which was assumable, $46,000, four bedroom house and a cul-de-sac. Two years later, we sold it for almost $100,000 in one day. For the first person who came in the door, because it was a, a assumable mortgage, back when the rates were going up to 11 and 12 percent. Remember, in the you, you, you I know, don't remember, gas, but I mean, cry, all that kind of stuff. And so that's doubling my, your mortgage. The right interest there. of the mortgage was the selling point. And, and, and again, that's that's one thing you have to take into consideration. So they were they buying it for the mortgage. They were they weren't buying it for the house. They were buying to get your mortgage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, back then, also real estate, you would never lose. No one ever lost money in real estate, with very <clears throat> rare exceptions. Yeah. It was the gold mine, and it was why, when, well, I, I won't give you the numbers, but when we bought, with my final wife, when we bought our house in Alpharetta, I think, well, I'll tell you a little bit, I think we bought it for $220,000 or something, and we were there for about a year, and then, and I, I got a big raise or something, and then we sold it and made a lot of money and bought a, t a teeny house in Brookhaven, the last little shoebox house. Stayed there for two years, and I think I've told this story recently. Went to the bank and told a guy I wanted to tear it down and buy up uh, and put a new house on the lot. And he said, literally, he said, "How much money do you want?" And I said, ah. "I said, well, what do I qualify?" He said, "No, you qualify for anything. You're in Brookhaven. You, if you build a house in Brookhaven, you can ask for anything you want because you're going to get it back. And if you don't, you can't make the payments. We'll get the money back." <laughs> yes. Mark asked a musical question. Mortgage story sponsored every week. <laughs> Every week. Anyway, never mind. But again, there are issues to consider before you. Yeah, there are a lot yeah of things big to time. Into, you know, uh, uh, I want to finish the book I've been writing for the last twelve years. I need to. Uh, I need to bear down and, and finish it this year. And this is a book about what? It's it's a story I saw twelve years ago. It's a story that fell out of my great great grandfather's Bible. He was a traveling preacher. And he had clipped, it meant so much to him, he clipped it out of a, a newspaper. A news story? A news story, and I read it. It's something happened in history, and I looked it up, and it's a fascinating story, and I've been saying I'm going to write the book about it for 10, 12 years now, and I'm going to sit down. And I, have to go, I have to go to Boston and, yeah. and do a little research before I do it. So, Well, good time to do a little I summer know. break and a spring break thing for a week or something. Cool. Um, as mentioned on the five, uh, Dana, uh, one thing she wanted to do, I have no goals for the sea. I'm just trying to stay alive and uh, <laughs> not die broke before, you know, for the end of the year. Uh, 
<laughs> Neither one of which is looking very likely. Yes. Sophia. Yeah. This is interesting. How much did you pay for your car? Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's a, tr- a rough, rough know, crowd. Rough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I could just go move to Colorado and live in my kid's basement, you know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Dana Perino, the little hottie, was saying that she her goal this year is to take up ballroom dancing. Ah. Mm. And I, re- I, I remember, I know, I, she better do it with private lessons. I assume being a superstar TV person, yeah, she's going to do it private. But when my final wife, and she was a dancer, she was a ballet dancer, and was given a scholarship to the American Ballet Theater, all that kind of shit. Anyway, um, and, and so she made us take... Uh, tango lessons um, and so I said okay because you know I, who didn't want to dance <coughs> didn't want to dance with my wife so we go to the play it was in you know a church basement and there were like eight or ten couples there including a gay couple uh, and the first thing the dancing instructors did the man and woman dancing instructors did was say okay uh, first of all split up they did not allow you to dance with your wife that you brought so that you would have to learn how to dance the dance and not how to dance with your partner. And I said, wait a minute. Whoa. I said, no, I, I freaked out. My hands started sweating. I, my hands sweat. I have sweaty hands occasionally. Not okay. all the time, but occasionally. And if I get nervous, I know my hands are going to get sweaty. So all of a sudden now I've got to go dance with some strangers, other some other guy's strange wife and do tango uh, stuff with a stranger. Uh, oh, I couldn't. I said, no, no. I was freaking out entirely hands and then and I, and I, had, I said you know I said no, I'm a little early you know I mean, it, was, it was always horrible oh, and, and the whole time every time we had you had to dance and you'd never dance with your wife and, and, and the, one of the things they maybe dance with one of the gay guys <laughs> I'm sorry, because the gay guys had to split up. He's so a, somebody had every every time, every yeah. dance, everything. Somebody had to dance with a gay guy because they could not dance together. So every married woman or couple, one of them had to dance with a gay guy. Once I got one of the gay guys, not my wife got the gay guy. I got the gay guy. And so they had to do it where you put your hands in front of your chest instead of holding them like this. And I'm like, ah, What, are you homophobic? Yeah, apparently. I don't want to hold a gay guy. My arm's dancing with a tango. You know how you get rid of it? Get out of the way from that now? Go, no. Go, honey, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> anyway. Kimber's uh, so. dance story brought to you by, are you tired of arriving to surprises at your weekend cabin? <laughs> Have a mountain home you're having trouble maintaining? We'll call North Georgia Intendancy. We can manage your North Central Georgia vacation, weekend, or rental house so you can relax at yours. Visit us at ngaintendancy.com or call them 770-595-6664. That's 770-595-6664. That's N-G-A Intendency, and you spell it I-N-T-E-N-D-A-N-C-Y. Did we, have we put that up on uh, yes, Facebook? Yes, we have. Maybe? I okay. put that up uh, Thursday or Friday, and uh, I got a lot of people liking it. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, let's see. Uh, the other day, I think it was Flounder sent along a question to us, uh, like uh, kind of a New Year's thing of stuff, of uh, looking back or thinking in the forward. If you could have dinner with anyone from the music industry, the sports field or politics or and politics all three music sports or politics dinner with anybody from any of those three or with those three who would it be anything off the top of your head flounder so I, I think mine when i texted you guys mine was john lennon yeah lennon's right at the top yeah abraham lincoln no and then what was my other one uh, uh politics yeah. or uh, sports sports jackie robinson jackie robinson yeah jackie robinson yeah how about you uh, Lennon, and then um, I'd also talk to George Harrison too. I'd love to talk to him. Um, sports, 
Gosh, I've spoken some, to so many sports yeah, I people. They really, I never spoke to Willie Mays. I did. Uh, no, you did. <laughs> Call me an asshole. Yeah. Well, you are. You are an asshole. He turned his back on me. How dare you talk to Willie Mays? Uh, but politician Winston Churchill, without a doubt, I, the stories he could tell—not just in politics, but war—from yeah. uh, South Africa to World War One to being in the, the being prime minister. I mean, oh my God, yeah. the stories. But he on could the other tell. hand, you know. But at some point, would you think she would be? It would be great to talk to Hitler. And, and, and hear what German. he believed. Well, I mean, well, you'd have to assume that you therefore could communicate. But I mean, if you could Hitler. talk. Well, I know what he believes. I've read his books. Okay. He, well, 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 how about Jesus? Well, he's not a politician. You didn't say that. Well, a religious I, I figure. It was kind of a sports guy. I mean, you know. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Um, I don't have any opinions. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't really give a crap about him. You know, I, if I was going to be using, it would probably be uh, um, um, history people. The hippie freak with a with a bare feet who had the overalls, and I showed him with Judy Collins. Jerry Garcia? No, no, no. The uh, uh, Charles Manson. I, I love me a woman. Uh, 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 Bob Dylan. Uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah. I thought the Dylan would be Bob a good Dylan. one. But if you go history, I'd love to talk to Genghis Khan. How did you do it? And where are you buried? So I can find, because you talk about Rich, if you find it where he's buried. Because uh, they don't know. They don't yeah. know where he's buried. They killed everyone who took the entourage yeah. to where they buried. They killed everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, think about all the figures in history. Oh I mean, God. Confucius. Caesar. Uh, Caesar would be great to uh, talk to. Uh, Nero. Was I mean, George Washington. You know, uh, oh, uh, Cicero. I ben mean, Franklin would be ben great Franklin. to talk yeah. to. Yeah. James, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jefferson say, did you really strip? Uh, yeah, you strip that. Uh, <laughs> if you he was nailing them again. all in France. He was he having all of them over in France. He spent so most of the history. Revolutionary War in France. Cicero, you go for no, no, Cicero. No, 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 no. Ben Franklin did. No, I mean, I mean, you would want to. Cicero. Oh, I don't, no, I don't know. I mean, I'm not that. George Patton. Oh, okay. yeah. I'd love to talk to Patton and oh. Eisenhower. Anyway, you can, you can oh. go on and on, but it's kind of a kind of thing, fun, uh, funny thing to think about. Dead or alive. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, now let me ask you this: we I mean, we just briefly mentioned a second ago. There's now uh, there's kind of a feature thing going around uh, the fact that the General Assembly, which is basically going back into service here shortly, is going to expand gambling in Georgia to consider any form of gambling, uh, according to opponents, is immoral and addictive and leads to crime. Uh, but the two consistent themes are for uh, uh, casino sports betting and uh, horse racing, racetrack betting. I hope they don't come close to horse racing facilities. They are, uh, unless you're talking about the Preakness, Belmont, and the Kentucky Derby, horse racing venues are too often aligned with really bad treatment and criminals and underworld behavior and fixing and uh, detrimental uh, fear of the animal. It's just, it's bad, 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 bad news. It's too, there are too many badnesses about it, I promise you. Now, casino gambling, I don't know. Where would they put it? Anywhere. Well, underground Atlanta and, and guard it. Keep the scum out. But anyway, I mean, but you know they'd want to put it in the suburb. They're going to put it near the ballpark or something. I mean, you know what I mean? They're probably put it at you don't Roswell want it in the burbs. I don't. I don't. You, you know, don't want it out in a nice place like Roswell. I know. But again, uh, do you? I don't. Put know. it on the lake. You put Alatoona or Hartwell. Put it on the lakes. 
Well, what's the uh, what's Oconee. the resort up there right now? What's the famous resort Lanier. up there? Lanier. Lake Lanier Resort Island. And, and we already have one right over the border, Cherokee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. It's Cherokee right there. Casino. Yeah. Anyway, but breaking news, real quick. GOP leader Kevin McCarthy loses the first ballot for Speaker of the House. Aha! And they haven't had to go through this in a how? Hundred years. Yeah. You very. do not have to be there. I to could be, be speaker. the Speaker, right? I Trump. could be Pope. Trump could be Speaker. Do you know that I could be elected Pope? Mm-hmm. I'm not even Catholic. I could be elected Pope. Yeah, they can do anything they want. And I could be elected Speaker of the House. Speaking of which, uh, the real Pope died. Yeah, 90-something years old. Not and this the first Pope in 600 years to resign. Remember when they told us he resigned because of health and he lived 10 more years? Yeah. Well, well, I think... I, but there must have been something wrong that he couldn't take it. That or he the globalists pushed him out. Well, that could be. Was, was he... Um, was he the one who was a little too flexible on the sex crimes, or was he trying to crack well, down all on them? Well, they all are. Yeah, too, there's one the guy, though, I just crimes. was just reading about him, that he's trying to crack down, and they got a new... They were trying to claim thing. he was a Nazi as a youth. You know who's yeah. a Nazi? George Soros was a Nazi, <laughs> yeah. so enough of that shit. Yeah. Anyway, sports betting. I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the idea, but I'm... I don't know. I just... I don't... I think, you know... Well, because I, have, I had two brothers, one still living, uh, who lost everything. Literally, lost. They, my brother, when we would play golf, when my they, my older brother and little brother Todd was a baby of the family, we would play golf. And I mentioned before, we on a golf course there'd be a little creek or a stream or something. They would take a golf tee and throw it in the creek and bet on which one of them would go first to the rock down at the end. They, they would gamble on the color of the car coming around the corner the next one. Gamble on poo sticks. Gee, I, 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 I was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't help it. That's one of the reasons I, I don't do it very much, because I worry. I'm a terrible gambler. Yeah. I mean, I get excited and say, oh, boy, if I win this one, you know what I mean? And of course, you're not, you know. I mean, that's why I went, when I went to Vegas with my daughter, Sarah, and I, and I, I took a certain amount of money, and yeah. I know I'm going to lose it. When I lose it, I have fun just watching other people. And I go watch the uh, Baccarat game or whatever, you know? I mean, there's a lot of things you could do and have fun or start drinking heavily. That's what I did when I went on a cruise with my brother. He would go gambling and I'd just go drinking yeah. and walk and around. And so, you know, spend $10 on the slots or something for fun. So I mean, nickel slots or mm-hmm. you can have fun without spending a lot of money. But again, if I'm playing blackjack or something, I have a certain amount of money and when it's gone, it's well, that's it. Because <laughs> I'm a terrible gambler. And when I play poker, I'm the worst poker player. I'm the sucker. I'm the guy and everybody knows I'm the sucker at the I table. I get, you know, five cards that have never have a link of any kind. <laughs> I'm the worst poker <laughs> Ever. Not the suit, not the number. I mean, nothing. It's, 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 it never fails. Um, one more kind of a, a of a philosophical thing that's that's uh, being debated here now. And this, there's a, a commentary by a guy, a, an attorney, a commercial litigation criminal defense attorney, and his name is uh, Douglas Ford. And he says Atlanta is still a beacon on the rise as civilization seems to tremble. Our city looks stronger and stronger. <laughs> Atlanta. He says, oh, sure. Wow, we have the same problems as other cities. Crime, traffic, urban blight. (laughs) Democrats. But, But here's what he says. But by some strange combination of forces and beliefs, we know how to get along. And our star continues to rise. 1864, troops pillaged and burned along Peachtree and Marietta streets. The strife of exodus of white and black and Chicago people in the ensuing decades left uh, the pattern is in full reverse. All our native sons and daughters are returning. That's the problem. Uh, the, the modern city offers the best of American freedom, social and economic. We learn to live. We have learned to live together in a better way. Say what you like, but Yankees, anybody from the here know how, helped refine our city. 
Yes, you Yankees helped refine our city. As civilization trembles, Atlanta looks stronger and stronger. Our country's warping in the heat of change, but Georgia's held fast. Our governor parried a withering assault on democracy coming from the highest power in the land. Trump hater, another thing, about how Atlanta now is the beacon of hope for the world. Yesterday, I'm, I'm sitting in my storage room cleaning stuff out, and some woman comes in and scared the shit out of me, like, hey, and I you know, jump around not expecting someone to be there. And it's this Yankee that had moved in a year or so ago down the hallway. And the first thing I heard her talk, she was talking to another lady and talking about how she didn't want to live out in the country when she moved here because she didn't like all those, you know, crazy religious conservative Christians oh, and all that. So I basically, I've been friendly to her, but I haven't really done much. And she came in and was talking yesterday and she said, yeah, I, things getting around here with the leaks and all that. I'm thinking about moving back to New Jersey. And I could not, <laughs> I, I, I almost went, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, money for the ticket? Or yeah, you leaving tomorrow? <laughs> I'll make the reservation Get for you. The hell back Help you pack. Thank God. Yeah, if you don't like it here, good. And when you go back to New Jersey, tell everybody there you hate it here. Yeah. Um, uh, one kind of a, a little featurey thing. I, as you know, I love to read Dear Abby. And Jean Phillips is that now. I, I guess the daughter, my cousin, I don't know who it is. Anyway, it's the Dear Abby column. And uh, and this, I got, I'm a, you know, I'm a two-time loser. I've been divorced. I was married for a total of almost 30 years. I've been divorced twice, married twice, divorced twice. Um, and, um, you know, my parents were married for 65 years or 67 years, whatever it was. And, and, you know, parents back, you know, things changed in the seventies, I guess, is when I started having a lot of, everything was divorce, divorce, divorce. Well, here's a, a quick article I thought was uh, kind of the sign of the times. A woman writes in, I've been married for 37 years to an alcoholic. He is not verbally or physically abusive. I've been online talking to three men. I think one of them is obsessed with me, and they all say they love me. Mm. I know this isn't going anywhere, but why am I doing this? I don't know these men at all. I don't see them in person. Two are supposedly on a ship. The other is in the army. They don't know where I live. I've told them I'm older than they are. I'm 66, and they're... Uh, 57, 47, and 37. I know a person can feel alone in a marriage. That's how I felt for years. Now I just feel like we're roommates. I'd appreciate any insight you might have on about why I'm doing this. <laughs> it says, well, I suspect you engage in these online relationships because you're lonely. You're seeking validation you are getting from your husband. Probably exciting to feel you're attracted to men after living with someone who's uninterested and so on. Well, but again, you know, what, what a sad state of affairs. We've been married for almost 40 years to, to an alcoholic who doesn't rough her up or beat her up, but he's obviously, you know, an absent husband. And so she goes online to, to have, you know, online talking affairs with three different guys who are all supposedly in love with her. And this is going to be her life now. She's getting her jollies doing it. Yeah. And again, you know, that's, uh, that's it. It's hard to blame her. I don't. I don't blame her a bit, and I don't. I don't even feel bad about it as long as she understands. You know this. You know, don't start sending them your money and things like that. Oh yeah, and don't meet them uh, either. Yeah, I mean, don't. Yeah, this is not. This if two of them are on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> they're on a boat. All right. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Good shit, lollipop. <laughs> um, uh, do we have any uh, comedy things we want to play? We got a, 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 some uh, sound bites here. Do you want to play? Who is that? Uh, the uh, redhead, pudgy, pervert. Uh, Bill Barr. No, no, no. The the, the masturbator got caught. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, C.K. Lewis. C.K. Lewis. Yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. C.K. Lewis. Uh, he, no, he that's did not one. his name. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's Louis C.K. And, and the other one, there was one talking about manhood or something and the parking. You sent a couple of really cool little things here, Flounder, if you want to pick one. To, also, uh, Candace Owen, man, I love this girl. She, uh, she shows up on Tucker quite a bit. She testified before Congress recently where they tried to actually edit what she was thinking about the state of black life in America or civil rights issues or crime or whatever among black community. And, and, and they tried to basically... Uh, complained that she didn't know what she was talking about or they tried to change her testimony and she read on the riot act and uh, that may be something in there too you got a little something you want to play there for us she every time about her it's like she's scolding people and it's like yeah that's true she has on the other hand a little of her goes a long way well yeah but again you know she's, she's right smart, she's right and she she's knows right what she's but she, it's about. like having a third grade teacher wag their finger at you constantly yeah. and I, th- I think she probably feels that she has to do that i don't think be- she has much of a sense of humor and she's I, I like Ben Watts' fish Shapiro. There's not a lot yeah, of sense gets, of humor there. Yeah, Shapiro drives me They're nuts. Very he serious. Just, he just, you know, he just keeps going. Just, you know, just but we need people like that because yes, they're, they're paying attention, and, yes, we and do. that's good. Yes. And here's a... By the way, what does Martin now? Luther King Jr. and Frank and Barbara Walters have in common? They're all dead? You know, my sister said that yesterday. You're very correct. They were all born on the same day. Well, I'll be damned. MLK and Frank and Barbara Walters were all the same age. I shall be damned. Speaking of uh, birthdays, that snotty little Swedish screaming Nazi Greta Thunberg, <laughs> Obenfuhrer, is 20 today. She's no longer a teenager. And all this yap, every time someone attacks her, they go, Yo, you dare you attack an autistic. Autistic. No, no. This, yeah. wo- this woman now is yeah. changing the lives of millions of people, not for the better. That's right. No matter what you think. She is fair game. Yeah, I don't care. I said, it was fair game when she started it. Remember, they had her at a podium condemning all the adults in the room for ruining her future, for ruining her universe. You ruined my earth. She's you a ruined stooge. my earth. Oh, yeah. She's a stooge. Boom. She's a front. Oh, by the way, did you hear about the Tesla pilot? I think it was out yes. in, in Phoenix. <laughs> the guy falls asleep in his Tesla. The autopilot, the cops get up behind him, and the, the autopilot takes off. <laughs> <laughs> and you imagine waking up, and your car's going 90, <laughs> and there's police sirens behind you, and you go, what did you do? Did, did they, <laughs> it, was it the siren that made them go? What is the technology of the that, algorithm that made the car do that? I want, you got to wonder. Instead of pull over, it, it flees. To try to get out of their way, maybe? I, I mean, who, who put that in there, though, in that computer link? Who t- <laughs> go fast. Run yeah, away. If you see a red light and hear a siren, go fast. <laughs> the little display says, cheese it, the cops. I saw I saw a thing, a video on my phone, uh, one of those real things or something about uh, daily life on the Audubon, and a guy's doing 80 or 90 miles an hour, and a Ferrari went by him so fast you couldn't even see it. And, and they're going by so fast. A split, a split second, if you're not paying attention and you get over in that lane, so you're, you're both dead. Yeah, you're both dead, yeah. I mean, that car went by so fast. I mean, it had to go in 230 or It something. had to be. Yeah, because yeah. this guy was doing 100. Idiot. And was, whoosh, and just, one yeah. idiot not paying attention. Wow. It'd be fun for a minute, but... Uh, or know, a dog run out in the road. Yeah. <sighs> or a rock, a pebble, I mean, or, or, or a tree limb, or a guy, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, go ahead. Uh, Eli Manning, speaking of birthdays, 42 today, the baby brother. 
Is he a Hall of Famer? Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? There's someone baiting down the door. Is that your door? Yeah. Uh, uh, Victoria Principal. Oh, uh, yeah, today. 73 today. Now, she, to me, she was always glamorous and sexy and hot, but I didn't, she oh, yeah. didn't have, to me, have like a, the great body. She had kind of funny legs or something to me. I don't know. Uh, something about her. I did, but she was definitely, obviously, a hottie. I had a big deal. Victoria Principal, very, very sexy woman. 73 today. Mel Gibson. He's only 67. I don't know why I thought he was way older than that. Uh, for example, I, this surprised me. Stephen Stills, the famous singer, Crosby Stills, 78 years old. That's, he's around the 60s. I know, but it still, it, did, it doesn't seem like he should be that old. Dabney Coleman. I, I think Dabney Coleman's a great actor. Everything he's, he had his own series for a while, but he was very funny. He played a TV guy Buffalo or something. Bill. Buffalo yeah. Bill. Uh, he was in 9 to 5, the Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda movie and thing. He's been in a million things. Um, Dabney Coleman is 91. Today. He was in uh, Boardwalk Empire, remember? He played the yeah, old yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's been, he was in the, uh, oh, he's been in a million things. Uh, oh, yeah. Look him up. Uh, Bobby Hall, famous uh, hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, Bobby Hall is 84. Bobby today. was the Golden Jet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Blackhawks. Um, who's the guy? Have you seen the commercials where the, there's a bald guy and at the end of the commercial is, that's hockey. Have you seen that commercial? Is that, Who Mark, is that? Mark Messier, I think. Is the that ball, Messier? Bald head I guy? Don't know that I don't think it's, it's Messier. Not Fred Hall or Bobby no, Hall? No, it's Messier. I okay, think. I, I think you might be right. But he never said who it is, and I guess hockey I guys wouldn't like know. I don't like him. He had a, yeah. a, there, my, one of my ex-girlfriends used to talk about, she worked in Hilton Head at a, at a bar, and uh, he would come in all the time, and she talked about him too much. One oh, of those things. One of those, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate them when girls do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it when guys do that. Do you, you like yeah, it when yeah, guys yeah, do that? Yeah, like that? God, well, let me remember that, uh, uh, something you're never going to happen again. How about that? <laughs> oh, I like it when guys do that. Do you, do you really? Uh, I'm so glad I could, you know, have you happy about thinking about, you know, all the... Jesus. <laughs> all right. Why do they say no, things no, like God, that? Oh, God. Why do you say that, women? <sighs> <laughs> I, I, it was with my, my, my final wife, who, by the way, was, you know, the knockout of all time. It's, you know, okay. So, um, and, you know, we're at a, a New Year's Eve party or something at the radio station. Um, and uh, before, I was getting a drink or something, and there was one of the, girl, one of the sales girls who used to be there. Um, and she was there with her husband or whatever, and we were talking about it, and, and uh, the guy said, you know, she have a great sense. I said, oh, yeah, you really, you, you know, you still got it. You look great or something like that. I said, you, really still, you, you still got it. You look great. A couple minutes later, I come back. I'm back with a uh, fantasy guy with a final wife. Sorry, I said that. Uh, final final wife. And the girl comes over, and they're talking about it, and she says, yeah, Kimmer says I've still got it. In front of my wife. Oh, and I'm going, holy shit, are doomed. you serious? Doomed. <laughs> Oh my God! I, 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 I said, well, well, you know, I mean, you know, you're still uh, here at the, but people, <laughs> I, 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 I'm doing this, you know. And, oh Jesus! Okay, <coughs> that reminds me of a meme I saw. <sighs> it's a guy standing next to Death, and Death is saying to the guy, uh, "Your wife just uh, signed for all those Jeep parts you bought and didn't tell her about. <laughs> so, do you want to drop by home first, or just come with me now?" <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And I'm trying to remember. I mean, obviously it was bad, but I don't remember if there was Did a knockdown drag out. Uh, oh yeah, she was. Uh, she her feelings uh, were hurt, and she was angry, and I don't blame her. I mean, you know, I, she, it was. Oh, I was, you know, telling another girl. Just complimenting another woman. I, I know, uh, but again, you know, she was a 
girl. And, and if she was a friend of hers, uh, she's feeling she down. Go over there and say something nice to so-and-so. Yeah. She's feeling down about yeah. herself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not going to be a life. Um, Dana, Danica McKellar. Is 48. Have you ever watched the uh, show Wonder Years? Yeah. Old TV show. Danica McKellar, 48, played Winnie Cooper on Wonder Years. But here's the reason I put her on the birthday thing, because she has a math degree from UCLA. And this actress, Danica McKellar, wrote several math books, including Math Doesn't Suck, Kiss My Math, Hot X Algebra Exposed, and Girls Get Curves, Geometry Takes Shape. <laughs> math, but I math, thought it was so cool. Math doesn't suck, but I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> she does Hallmark Christmas things now. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, but, but a great mind. It's like that girl, the Blossom Girl. Or whatever and I it always, when she was a, a little kid, you thought she's going to be a beautiful girl when she grows up. Yeah. Not quite what yeah. I thought she'd be. Yeah. Well, you look at them. Remember the two little twins who looked like Martians? Yeah, uh, the Olsen twins. The Olsen twins. And I thought they were going to be. And their sister turned out to be the better looker than Elizabeth. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Um, a musical note or two. Uh, 19, oh, was the door okay? Anything, buddy, at the door? No, yeah, they were just coming by to confirm. Like, I had to get my dishwasher repaired a ah. few days ago, and they came by to confirm everything was I gotta done. Get, I've got to stop doing dishes by hand. Mine Tell needs to be to quit bothering up. you? Um, <laughs> 1987, Aretha Franklin. This, this amazed me. Amazing. 1987, Aretha Franklin became the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Huh. Are you kidding she me? She doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, she doesn't belong Wait, in the Rock and Roll. Was she soul music? She's, she's, she's soul, soul she's rhythm, not, and blues. She's not rock and roll. She's not rock. She, I'm sorry. But again, so that would... There, but, I mean, but I'm, I'm just She's amazed. rhythm and blues is what she is. But if all the... I mean, I'm and trying soul. to think of all the girls they just, singers... They need for, to call it the Music Hall of Fame yeah, and not call it the Rock and Roll of Hall of Fame. Yeah, they're not Because you think about... Dolly Parton Dolly doesn't Parton. belong there. I'm but sorry. she admitted it. She even said so herself. But, uh, but again, I just thought that was amazing. First of all, that it was 1987. And NWA that she was, the first was inducted. Yeah, they don't belong there either. <laughs> sorry. Well, what about, um, you know, Golgi Grant and uh, 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 um, uh, um, uh, Pe- uh, oh, God, what the hell is Pepsi commercials? Say it. Uh, there are a lot of women singers from the 50s and early, from the 50s and early 60s. About. Don't know what you're uh, who were pop music, which is what rock and roll. Anyway, I just thought it was amazing. Um, oh, here's a couple of funny things from, Fla- as you know, I look up history and birthday stuff, and so does Flounder. And Flounder has this one guy that he sends to me, which was freaking hysterical. Here's two things he wrote today, uh, and I'm going to read word for word what he said, because why they have of any interest at all in history. Uh, first of all, Flounder Sky wrote this, 1521. Sorry, ah! Sorry that's a uh, comment. Well, 1521. Martin Luther is excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Ever heard of Lutherans? The Reformation, Protestant, as in Protestant, one who protests. Martin Luther no likey Pope Leo X. He thought Leo was the Antichrist. I think Leo DiCaprio is the Antichrist, but he is sexy, so I forgive him. That's the history, guys, uh, no doubt, um, Martin Luther being Okay, we, we, what? We need to start wrapping up. We've gone very long today. Okay. All right. Um, well, and one more on his... Well, I thought we were supposed to go long because we're only we've doing gone, two we're a week. We're over two and a half hours now. We've gone very long. 
We've gone. Well, we're actually, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I've I'm, got some place. I, I got two minutes. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I said. All right. I swear to God, I'll be better. Uh, 1938, President FDR organized a March of Dimes campaign. Little cardboard counter yeah. you put a dime in, uh, and he and this guy writes, "Isn't it kind of cruel to have a march for people who can't walk? Oh, screw you! It is cruel." I mean, this guy is a <laughs> freak. Speaking of Martin Luther, um, you know what he was famous for? Putting the 99 Thesis on the door. Uh, <laughs> right, I, my, yeah. my, my nephew's a staunch Catholic, and I got him a shirt. Uh, it's got Martin Luther on it, and it says, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll save the rest. I got some. We'll do Thursday. I'll do some more history things that are funny. I don't want to take up all the time and stuff. Uh, you no, we, we'll it? even go longer probably Thursday. It's just today i got to get back and okay, finish cleaning everything. Uh, that's and I'm, fine. I'm, my, my bad. And again, we're going long. You want to do a, a, a text thing or just Oh, we do a bad text? A comedy thing to end it? Let's do a bad text here. Do those Thursday? We'll do a bad text. Bad text here, Flounder. Should you choose. All right. You got what you need there. And again, we're still kind of messing with the the timing and the format of these things because of schedule. And the content and everything else. And content. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We did that one. All right. It's a guy and a girl, and he got in a fight. What's the date? Uh, November. Th- well, well, today is January. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. No. <laughs> That's not important. Uh, November thirtieth. You the guy or the girl? I'll be the guy. All right. I got into a fight with one, three, five, seven, and nine. Did you win? No, the odds were against me. <laughs> oh, wow, the odds of one, three, five. Oh. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, our first show of the new year, but we'll get better. <laughs> this is a beginning. It's a new, it's a start, a new beginning. Yeah. Uh, anyway, God bless America. Thank you. Oorah. And appreciate uh, helping us stay on the uh, podcast here. Oops, a daisy. <laughs> wrong end. That's what she said. Total wrong end. Wrong end. <laughs> that's what she that's said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. You're killing You're me. Look out. Oorah. Semper Fi. I'm going to hurt. Look <laughs> <laughs> out. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.